on this holiday special, Austin and Tim travel in time to Christmas Day of 1969 to watch no holiday movies. But the six movies they did watch were George Lazenby's only shot at James Bond in On Her Majesty's Secret Service, Steve McQueen in The Reavers, a little-known Hitchcock spy thriller, Topaz, Dustin Hoffman and Mia Farrow in John and Mary, the swinger comedy Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, and ending the evening with Natalie Wood and Robert Redford in Its Property is Condemned, Snooty Spies, One Night Stands, Women Beaters, Wild Orgies, Swinger Parties, and that's not even from the Bond movie. A sexual revolution begins here on Film Geek Time Machine. Welcome to Film Geek Time Machine. I'm your host, Austin Kennedy. Hi, Austin. I'm Tim. Hello. Nice to meet you. Fuck you. I don't want to meet you. We're not friends. You may be watching these movies. Yay. <laughs> this is Film Geek Time Machine, the podcast where Tim and I travel back in time to random dates. Um, this was kind of not a random date because I want to do a, a Christmas. It's Christmas. It was so Filled with Christmas. One of these movies had snow in it. It did. That was it. That was the most Christmas we got out of these movies. It was around Christmas time as well. So hmm? they they talk about Christmas and you know they did say. Do they talk about Christmas? They in absolutely one? do. Yeah, they do. They don't talk about Christmas and Reavers. <laughs> they don't. They don't. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, so what we do is we pick a random date and we go back in time in my time machine that I accidentally found and we go we look at the newspaper and we pick movies and usually we pick movies that we haven't seen but every once in a while we'll be like oh you. You haven't seen this, or you know, like we want to re- either rewatch a movie or share an, a movie that we like with someone else, or maybe a movie we hate with someone else. So I've never done that. <laughs> no, you no, no. I don't think so. Maybe no. I don't think so. No, I can't remember a time I've done that to you. No, no, no. Because I, I would. The only one I, I did, that I did one. with you was Space Invaders. Yes. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I would have to watch the movie. Yeah. So I'm not going to fucking do that to you. Mostly <laughs> to save myself, okay? That's right. You were willing to watch that right. fucking atrocity right. again. Well, after we after we go back in time and then we uh, we come back and we talk about it with everyone on the podcast. So that's the podcast. Today we're going back to Christmas Day, December 25th, 1969. Yes. Um, that was that was fun. You were one years old. You were one. One years old. I was that's not alive That's how plurals work, Austin. One years old. <laughs> how are you doing? today i'm okay we don't really talk to each other on the show we just you go jump right in we, let's let's fuck this program <laughs> let's just talk about our lives how are you doing i'm okay austin Yay. how are you you've got a new cat yeah i yes we do cat. Yeah, whatever we talk about that cat all the time actually yeah, it's meets. one of the other things we talk about <laughs> <laughs> no it's good so no i i spent the weekend up playing board games with, with friends so did you play board games this weekend? That's how we met, know each other, me and Tim. Uh, games, so. No, this weekend. What did you I, do? Ti- I traveled through time to 1969 <laughs> yes. to watch movies with you. Yes. And then a couple of days later, we were sat down after 
after letting it <laughs> after letting it ferment in our heads for we a couple do. of days. Well, why, I, it's hard for me to talk about a movie right after. Sometimes, sometimes you know, yeah, I, I do need times to, to yeah. a time to we have to let it, it soak. So, that's right. Okay, well, before we get into the movies that we picked, um, let's talk about the time, 1969, in Christmas Day. So, let's see. Let's look at the TV shows that were out. Paul, Pat Paulson. Do you remember Pat Paulson? He was like a comedian. Nope. The, really? He I was, don't he think was I in the Smothers him. Brothers Comedy Hour a lot. Okay. Pat I'm, Paulson. I'm sure I've seen it. Pat Paulson's Half Hour Comedy Hour, That Girl. There is Bewitched. Um, the, and uh, This Is Tom Jones. So it was a variety I, show. These... Things, yeah. yeah, Wikipedia does stuff weird. And then uh, <laughs> we're looking at the winters. Yeah, yeah, it would be Paris 7000, which was a George Hamilton adventure thing, I guess. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> family never Affair, the Jim Neighbors Hour. So Jim Neighbors, you know Jim Neighbors. I know is. who Jim Neighbors I know Gomer who Gomer Pyle, Pyle is. Um, Daniel Boone, Ironside, which was, uh, that was Raymond, was that Raymond Burr? Yes. Yeah. In and his wheelchair. Dragnet 1970 and the Dean Martin Show. That's that what was on television on primetime in the evening. Then Dean Martin presents in Joel. This happened in yeah, yeah. So later that, on, no, later on, he did a Gold Diggers in London, which I don't know what that is. Nope, but we'll see. That is the, weird. The top songs of 1969 of that week were uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes, Someday We'll Be Together. Uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane by Peter, Paul, and Mary. I grew up with Peter, Paul, and Mary because my dad was really into the You folk grew up music, with so. all three of them in your house? <laughs> yes. On wow. The, on, on the record player. Weird. Down on the corner, uh, Credence. Raindrops keep falling on my head because that was made popular because of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance That's Kid. That's right. Na, na, hey, hey, kiss some good. Oh, na, na, hey, kiss some goodbye. Is that what I think it is? I don't know what that uh. is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> is that the na-na-na, hey-hey-hey, goodbye? Is that that song? Is that what it is? I don't know. Um, is that the name of that song? I don't know. I just thought it was called Goodbye or something. Um, Come Together and Something. Is, it must be there two, two songs Holly, come together. The Beatles. Holly Holy. I Want You Back, Jackson 5. Whole Lot of Love. Oh, that's good shit right Whole there. Whole Lot of Love and Led, Led Zeppelin. Midnight Cowboy. The Three Dog Night. Uh, we got Stevie Wonder, Yester Me, Yester You, Yesterday. Blood, Sweat, and Tears, Gladys Venus, Knight. is that the song that was covered later? I think so, maybe. The Shocking Blue? Because I know it was an older song. Jingle Jangle by the Archies. Don't Cry Daddy, Rubber Archies Neckin, was not Elvis a one-hit wonder. I thought they were just the one hit. Uh, Brand New Me by uh, Dusty Springfield. Wedding Bell Blues. Oh, Eleanor Rigby by Aretha Franklin. She did a cover of that. Oh, wow. That was on the charts. I bet you that's fucking amazing. I bet you it's amazing. Yeah, I'm sure it's good. All right, well, in the theaters, we'll look at the newspaper here, and we have Paint Your Wagon. So these are the movies we didn't see. There was, f- like, three or four big musicals that were, I'm like, sad two and a half hours see... that we didn't see any of I'm them. I'm sad that we didn't see Paint Your Wagon. Paint Your Wagon. <laughs> uh, spoiler, now that, you know, we didn't pick it, I, I don't like that movie. It's not good. Well, you're a bad person. It's, uh, it, it's not no, the no, worst No, no, here's movie. the thing. It's a two. It's I a actively two. like certain, ver- certain types of bad movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In that movie... Is almost perfectly terrible. Okay, <laughs> uh, Patriot. Hello, Dolly. Um, it's a musical with Barbara Streisand. Um, Goodbye, Mr. Chips with Peter. So we tried to see that one, but we could. That would have been cool, I bet, or maybe terrible. Um, I don't Oliver, know. Oliver, Best Picture winner from the year previous but, year in '68, which I actually still like. I it, I think it's still good. Um, yeah. Easy Rider, which I've seen many, many times. Yeah, I think um, you, you watched that in like the last year. Yeah. I, <laughs> so I I do a um I do a there community is, ed film history class. And I talk about, I usually show Easy Rider. There's um, Gone with the Wind in color. In color. It's 1969. You don't have to advertise that you have the ability to project color. <laughs> okay? 
Um, we had, let's see, W.C. Fields' double feature would have been interesting. That, uh, never, would, have, that would have been cool. Never give a sucker an even break. There's so many fucking there. movies. 101 Dalmatians, Poppy and Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was at the drive-in, True Grit, Krakatoa, East of Java. Um, There's a lot of movies that we could so have So one we didn't see, there was, a, there was a, a drive-in five movie bill, and we already did one. Um, and one of the previous po- uh, podcasts that we did, the Vincent Price movies, the yeah. Roger Corman movies. This was The Pot Show. Five flicks that will blow your mind. Yeah. Now together for the first time. This, and these are much more tangentially linked. Well, the They're first, made by the same people. They don't star the, the same people. The first two I'm interested in because it's The Trip with Peter Fonda and Psych Out with Jack Nicholson. I would have watched those. The other three, Mary Jane, Ride on Sunset Strip, and Hallucination Generation, I wasn't that interested. With how in terrible I thought Jack Nicholson was in The Raven, I'm somewhat him. scared of 60s Nicholson. Okay? Well, he was nominated in uh, for Easy Rider for Supporting Actor. Oh, okay. Battle of Britain, The Love God, which I would, I really do want to watch that. We already did a Don Knotts movie. That was a Don Knotts movie. But that one, I was You're, telling... I remember when we saw that, you were like, I don't, I don't know, I don't really like Don Knotts or something, but... I kind of want to see the love god because the, just hearing the premise where Don Knotts he is just this goofball who accidentally becomes a director of a pornographic film. That's just because you wish that that was your life that you accidentally became a director of pornographic films. Um, Good guys, bad guys with Robert Mitchum. That was another one. Oh, we have to go even to this the, is so many movies. We haven't. That's one page, and that's just one. We saw six movies for this one. We did. Um, okay, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid, which we definitely could have seen, but we didn't. Um, I, have you seen that before, I'm guessing? Butch, yes, I've seen that. It's yeah. awesome. It's I been a, it's for, a, it was a long time ago. Wonderful movie. It's really good. The other one I kind of wanted to see was I'm a Curious Yellow, which was a, it's a foreign film, and I heard it's very good. Um, Peter Pan was in the theater still. Support Your Local Sheriff, uh, Thomas Crown Affair. I loved Support Your Local Sheriff as a kid. And it's not as good, you said. I saw it recently, but like I said, well, originally I had COVID when I rewatched it, so <laughs> I, I can't really tell, okay? That's I wasn't right. the yeah. happiest person in the world. Well, the movies we did pick, <laughs> so we did, um, we had six movies coming, and what we did was we saw five movies, and then the sixth movie, we wanted to see a later film, and there um, was a triple bill at the drive-in, and we see we, we snuck in to see the last one in the triple bill, yeah. so it started around midnight. It was the Butch Cassidy triple bill. Yeah, well, it was... Butch Cassidy, was Sundance Butch Cassidy. Kid. It wasn't, no, it wasn't Butch Cassidy. It was, it said... Well, no, I, there wasn't actually... They weren't showing Butch Cassidy. No, it said... They were showing other films with Newman uh, and Redford. Right, right. <laughs> so they showed um, how to, the, the Secret World of Harry, Harry Frigg, and then Hombre, Hombre, with, uh, it was with yes. Paul Newman. And then, so the movies we did pick, though, we um, was Honor, Majesty's Secret Service, the Bond movie. Sorry, the George we, the, Lazenby. The one Lazenby one. Yep. We saw uh, The Reavers, which was based off of William Faulkner's Pulitzer Prize winning novel, The Reavers, now a film, Steve McQueen. A very little scene, it wasn't a very popular film, was Alfred Hitchcock's Topaz. So I've always wanted to see that. I, I kind of picked that one because I yeah, like it. I was wondering if you had seen that one. I've never seen it, and I've, I haven't seen... Yeah, Hitchcock, I mean, when people think of Hitchcock, they name like five or six big movies. He's made 54 films. Yeah, he, so it's for a while to, he would churn out flicks yeah. like one a year. So it, this, <laughs> this was his third to last film that he made. So he made two more films in the 70s. When did he die? Uh, late 70s, early okay. 80s? Okay. I don't remember. John and Mary, starring uh, Dustin Hoffman and um, Mia, Mia Farrow. Farrow. Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice with Diane Cannon, 
Elliot Gould, Robert Culp, and Natalie Wood, which opened today at this Yeah, game. there was a huge ad in there. And, and Reavers Really huge. And then at the drive-in, we go into the drive-in. No, i got to talk about the drive-in. What a weird movie to open on Christmas Day, right. by the way. <laughs> so i got to talk about the drive-in here. So if you look at the drive-in, we went to the France Avenue drive-in here, and it says free electric in-car heaters. And we saw that, we're like, huh? It's so Christmas they, Day, and we're so living in Minnesota. What they do is, yeah, it's Christmas Day. The drive-ins were open, and they literally handed you, like, this square, this rectangled heater that you put in your car. Not a not a fire hazard at all. Um, nah, we totally <laughs> lived. But you put I mean, that, there were three other cars on fire, but, but we lived. There are reasons why they probably, it wasn't very comfortable. And so there's reasons why they don't do that anymore. They stopped doing that pretty much in the 70s. You but, could just bring a blanket. Okay. Yeah, but free electric. It was cold. It was cold, and it was midnight. And uh, so we watched for the last movie was Robert Redford and Natalie Wood. Two Natalie Wood movies in a row. Yeah. Um, this property is condemned, which was based off of uh, Tennessee Williams. It's the Tennessee. Williams it was play. like a one act Tennessee yes. Williams that they, they very expanded. extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I have I only have seen the Bond movie before. Here's the thing. I guarantee I had seen this before. Then watching it, I'm like, I only knew the meme stuff from it. Oh, okay. While watching it, so yeah, I guess we're starting, right? <laughs> yeah. What's well, funny? The meme. It's interesting that when you would t- when you always talk about the meme stuff, because you were, you know, you're older than me, but you're like, all I'm, I'm like memes. I'm like, that sounds. Like, I feel like an old man, but I'm like memes. What are you talking? Uh, I'm just kid. using the word meme. No, but you, but you. I don't I'm really young pay at heart, to Austin. I don't you're an old codger. I am an old. You're codger. an old codger and at heart. I know the memes. The memes of <laughs> that never happened to the right. other fella. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mostly that. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah The yeah, fact yeah. that they're skiing. It was like the first Bond movie with a ski chase. It was. Yeah, not the last. Not the last. There's been like two <laughs> other ones at least. Or, I believe, no. uh, there might be three. There might be yeah. three, maybe three or four. Um, okay, automatic Street Okay, before we get into it, um, Bond. Where are you with Bond? We're like, uh, what's your relationship with okay, Bond? Okay, my weird up? relationship yeah. with Bond is as a kid. I would, if they were on TV, yeah. I would watch them. Watching this now yeah. on a big screen, yeah. widescreen, I'm like, oh, that's why Bond movies suck on TV. Because, <laughs> boy, does this not, this, there's no way to translate this onto TV. There's, it's super wide. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, well, well this, this is, one in particular was. This yeah. one's very widescreen. Yes. I'm like, well, this has got to look like shit on television. Yeah, you know, and it, it does. does. It does. It, looks, it doesn't look good. Or at least good. on old television. Yeah, well, like VHS when it's like pan yeah. and scan. And it's yeah. not the widescreen. And you're seeing like one third of it in this. Absolutely. Okay? Absolutely. It's real terrible. You're, you're missing at least half of but it. But I remember overhead. not overly giving a shit. I mean, I, I knew. Bonds? I would watch the Connery Bonds. Yeah. So. And because of my age, I yeah. would watch and enjoy more of the... Uh, uh, what's his Roger face? Moore. Roger Moore Bonds. Yeah. Because those are the ones that came out. When you were in the 70s, yeah. yeah. And I remember super liking The Living Daylights. Yeah. And then for some reason, hating License to Kill. License to Kill. Weird. But I don't know why. I'm pretty sure if I saw it now, I'd like it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, so my relationship with Bond is I was a, um, a, big, I was a big Bond fan. Okay. Uh, growing up, because my dad would like show me them all the time. He would rent them from the video store, Gary's Home Video, and Doctor No from Russia with Love, Goldfinger. I've seen all of them. Um, the first Bond movie. So I was four years old 
when I saw For Your Eyes Only in the theater. My dad took me to go see For Your Eyes Only. Your parents are terrible <laughs> parents. Well, he took me to he, see... How many, how many women does he bang in that movie, Austin? Because <laughs> in this movie, it's like six. Okay? <laughs> I didn't know. Like They kiss, and then the lights go down. Like, I didn't know what that meant. I, I was so hip at four. <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't know what sex just... was until I was 35. Okay? <laughs> So, but yeah, I always like Bond, and one of my favorites growing up is, is one that's not as people's like least favorite. Is I love Moonraker because it's fucking crazy. Oh, Moonraker is fun because it's crazy. Now, now growing up, like I, so, I saw this one. I didn't see all the way through because my dad always said, "Oh, this is the bad Bond movie because it's George Lazenby." Well, it's spoiler not good. alert: he's kind of wrong. And <laughs> it's not the best. Well, we'll see. But anyway, so we're so um, my dad was like, "Oh, it's not very good. We're not going to watch it." So I never really saw it, and then I saw it maybe... So I've seen it two other times at least. Okay. Um, and we'll get into that in a second. But then, um, but growing up, so my favorite Bond... I, a lot of old school Bond fans are like, what, you like that the best? But my favorite Bond movie is Casino Royale. It's, well, it's, it's what everybody's favorite Bond movie it's is. It's so good. It's so, so... It's like, how is that supposed to be like a, a weird thing? It's wonderful. I think it's what everybody says, well, that's the best one. <clears throat> well, I think a lot of old school will say like Goldfinger or something like that. Well, they're that, fucking... But, they're, but, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. So it's I would just, say... They made movies better. Right. Well, I like, <laughs> made action movies better. Goldfinger, Goldfinger's in top five probably for me, and maybe even from Russia with Love. Those I love those two quite a bit. Um, I think Diamonds Are Forever is a very underrated one. I like Moonraker a lot, and then yeah, Living Daylights is the top five for me. I love Living Daylights. Yeah, I I I, I, like I, I've never seen too, that one, but Living really Daylights is amazing. I really liked it a lot. So okay, so this one when I saw this for the first time, I did not like it, and okay. then I saw it a second time, and I did not like it. What about this time? I liked it better than both those times. Okay, I'm not saying I liked it. Well, here's but the, I liked it better here's than the both weird those thing times. about this movie. Yeah, it's, we'll see. The theater helped. For it sure. starts terrible. That opening thing where apparently she's committing suicide. Well, for like the first 40 minutes, you have no idea what the fuck's happening in this movie. Well, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was interesting. Yeah, so this is Bond movie. So the movie opens, all the Bond movies open with like a pre-title sequence usually, except for Dr. No, I think. Except for Dr. No. Yeah. It has the opening crawl, and I will say this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. You don't yeah. mean 67 Casino Royale. I have to make this clear because of who you are. It's the 2006. Good. Yeah, yeah, because no, if you no. like the other one, I actually I'm never burn seen your it house all down. the way through. I never saw it all okay, the way through. Okay, good. I've never um, seen it either. But there's no way that matches up Woody with Allen the other plays one. Jimmy or do you mean the Casino Royale from 1953 that was on TV? The Barry, whatever it is. The weird one where yeah, yeah. Jimmy Bond. Barry Nelson, I think. I don't know. So the, the movie opens and it has a great opening crawl and it's a new one because it has, you know, the gun shoots. And, and, but as soon as it starts. It already is 65 because instead of the instead of the baritone guitar, yeah. it is a keyboard. So it's already, but that, it has that 60s. Moog was so hip. The Moog, okay. the Moog, the Moog, the, Moog organ. Yeah, that that's exactly so what hip. it was. Oh, wait, well, I bought a new one. We're gonna put it in the movie. Yes. <laughs> and so, but and I'm gonna say this right off the bat: John Barry's score. This is one of my favorite. Bond scores. Oh, yeah. The music in this is fucking awesome. Mm -hmm. Like, I love the music in this movie. This has got great and, music. And I, I even thought that when I saw it the first two times. I just, uh, the music is great in it. John Barry, he did the majority of the Bond movies from the 60s, 70s, 80s. Every once in a while, like, Live and Let Die was done by George Martin. 
and uh, but then he came back. Yeah, to, but he came back. To he was back. He was in gun. like he, he did like half of the first bunch. He did until I think his last one was uh, Living it's, Daylights was the last oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, Michael Kamen did. Maybe that's why I hated the the uh, License to Kill. The guy who did Lethal Weapon and <laughs> Die Hard did License to Kill. So because oh, he was like, oh, he's the action well, guy. Never mind. That sounds good then. <laughs> it's fine. It's I don't I don't think it's as good as Barry scores. Um, but yeah, it's, it opens with um, Bond driving around and he's following uh, Diana Rigg. Is he following her? She like Caesar. You don't know. To go you in. don't know. It's I just, didn't know. There's just a bunch of driving, and they intentionally don't show you Bond's face right away. Because, well, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's. I mean, you can see this super cleft chin and shit yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm but like, you know, okay, okay that must be Bond. This is the new Bond, right? But they're not showing his face right away, and then they show Diane Rigg. She like goes into. Like, the water, I don't know what she's doing. Maybe she's committing suicide. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't clear. I mean, whatever. He, like, saves her, but then he fights people. But then these guys so Nothing out. makes sense. No, no, no. Um, okay, I'll say this. So, the thing I did not like about... I didn't like the editing in them. I, the, the fights. I liked it a little better this time because... It oh. kind of added to the manic energy, but when I saw it the first time, oh, I, I was it. like, what the fuck the is going on? The fights in this, they, they are... I just hate them. Yeah. And weirdly... I don't hate Lazenby when he's throwing a punch or something. Yeah. He seems fine, but they never let you fucking see it. Well, <laughs> the editing is so weird because it's like, boom, boom. It's... Well, okay, so they're fight he's fighting this guy on the beach, right? And it's like, boom, boom, boom. And, and then all of a sudden it cuts, and they're in the water. Oh, they're not in the water. Yeah. They're on the ground. Was... They're not on the ground. It, it, it pulls you out of the movie just immediately where it's like, what the fuck? This movie it is, is, this movie really... is terrible. So... <laughs> I knew that going in because I hated it the first time. But when I was watching it this time, even though it's bad editing, I was kind of getting into the kinetic energy of it. it was well, the like, weird ah, thing is, you know, and other like, action sequences, yeah. like the skiing yeah. and this weird stock car chase thing, those are fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are actually it's, some pretty it's damn It's the hand-to-hand -hand well. combat scenes. Yeah, hand-to-hand -hand combat. And he gets in a lot of hand-to-hand -hand combat. In the first in half an hour, for sure. Yeah. He gets, there's, three the, and, there's three and, of them. There's three of them. And I still... I, I've watched this movie. I still don't understand who those people were. In the beginning? Why they were oh, fighting yeah. him. No. Okay. So they're fighting him. I do not understand what the fuck she, happened. She takes off. She gets in his car, drives up to to the top of the beach, gets in her car and leaves. And then he goes, this never happened to the other fellow. Yeah. And I'm like, maybe it probably did, actually. But yeah. Well, here's the thing. That's just a joke that yeah. he would make on set a lot. Yes. And so they decided to put it in the movie. Yeah. The fact that it happens early in the movie, that's good. If weirdly, well, he looks if that right didn't the happen, camera, he breaks yeah. the fourth wall. Yeah, and he says this. What happens so early? Fall. If that yeah, happened yeah. like at the end of the yeah, movie, yeah. like halfway through the movie, I think I would be like, that's just dumb. Yeah. But at the fact that they're like saying this is Bond, he says. Yeah. The first words his he says is my name. I'm Bond, James Bond. Yeah. So that you fucking know who he is. Yes. Because there's gonna be a ton of people who went to go see a Bond movie and, like, and had no idea that they had changed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he says it right away. I'm Bond, James Bond. I'm like, wait a minute, is this a joke? And then this never happened to the other fellow. So, yeah. but right after that happens, Dan, 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 the music just kicks in. Yeah. There's no theme song. Yeah, this is the weird one without a theme song. But it just goes boom, and it goes right in. Because I that kind of awesome. That kind of struck me. And then all the opening credits are just 
little snippets of the other movies. Yeah, like this is the same these, guy. Remember these better movies? <laughs> like, well, this is it's yeah, mostly yeah, yeah, there yeah. to say this is yeah. the same guy. Right. Okay? Yeah. Just fucking shut up, people. Okay? <laughs> this is the same guy. He doesn't have a right, weird right. Scottish accent, but he's kind of right. like, he's gonna talk Australian on occasion. Right, right, right. But it's the same <laughs> fucking guy. So what okay? they do So again, like most blonde movies, there's they're convoluted as hell. Um, yes. So th- well, this one actually kind of comes around to not being that, that convoluted. No, compared to the other ones, <laughs> yeah. not really, no. It, it, it's that, just that first 40 minutes. I'm like, right. what the fuck? That's right, right, right. nonsense in this movie. Right. So <laughs> the, there's uh, um, tra- there's this guy named Draco that has a, has a daughter. And for some reason, he's like, hey, well, you should marry her. It's his daughter. It's what's-her-face Tra- from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, Diana yeah. Rigg. Yeah, yeah, Tracy. But anyway, she's, you know, but they kind of, they're playing like Bonko or whatever. And, uh, yeah. And, uh. They start doing that flirtation thing. They sleep together. Well, of course they do. It's fucking James Bond. Yeah, he, yeah, has, yeah. he has like a big magnetic dick. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and everybody and all the women have the different <laughs> magnet on their yeah. on their vagina. <laughs> so they just they get sucked in together and there's nothing they can do about it. Okay? <laughs> they have a Bond magnet. Just like, That's just, it's, it's, a ma- it's got magnetic dick. Okay? But, so, but yeah, so, but then you find out this Draco guy and he's just like, you should uh, marry my daughter and stuff. But then there's like Draco has those weird guys that follow Bond around and then there's those more fights some of those fights there's crazy stuff that happens in them but again the editing is so fucking crazy it's just like yeah it's weird there's a lot of these fights and then there's like a good 40 minutes well, there's no action. Yeah. It's just, he like gets his own, he gets a mission. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although at one point he like resigns. Yeah. And well, that because was... he doesn't want him to go after Blofeld anymore. Yeah. And he's like, and well, the, I want to. And here's the weird thing. Yeah. That scene is when I'm like, this life should be actually kind of good sometimes. Yeah. He's actually really good at like three points in this movie where I'm like, he's fucking phenomenally you know, good at I, like three points. I don't hate him in this movie at all. I don't think <laughs> yeah. he's fine. I mean. The very end of this, the, yeah. the last scene in this, I'm yeah, like, yeah. I'm going to tell you. He does it better than Connery would have done it any time. Yeah, at this maybe, point, maybe. Connery becomes a better actor. Yeah, but I think '60s Connery never could have pulled that off. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> that's a good that's a good point. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, we don't you know you don't see Connery in anything any any good movies other than Bond. Oh no no no! Until I, I like '68, just... until like until like the mid '70s, right? We'll have to go back in time because there's some good movies I want to show you with Bond. With oh, Connery. is there? Okay. There's a movie from 1965 called The Hill. It's phenomenal. It's really oh, good. he did other things other Sydney, than Bond oh, movies? Yeah, it's They were putting them out one a year. I oh, figured yeah. he was busy. No, no. It's, it's Sidney Lumet film is oh, okay. fantastic. Oh. But yeah, so so then he's like develops this relationship with Tracy, and he actually... There's actually a montage sequence where they're getting to know each other, and they're playing Louis Armstrong's We Have All the Time in the World, yeah. which is a great theme throughout the and movie. And boy, does that ever telegraph. Uh, the yeah, shit end of this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> but anyways... He goes under. Eventually, he goes undercover to uh, infiltrate Blofeld, played by Telly Savalas. Yes, this um, is the second Blofeld, I think, right? Or it, it is the second Blofeld that you see. You, well, the, he, first, had different the second time you see in his face. Other times, voices. all you saw like the back of his head. And he had different voices and stuff. Yeah. But it was Donald Pleasance played him before. And then the next Blofeld in the next movie even has a full head of hair, which is just stupid. Charles Gray. Okay? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charles, Shave your head, you bastard. Charles Gray, who was the narrator of Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, cool, yeah, but shave yeah, your right. fucking head for yeah, your yeah, fucking yeah, Bond yeah, movie, yeah. okay? Um, <laughs> so what? Uh, so he goes in undercover, but he's like, what? What, what is he doing? He's like a 
scientist doing uh, oh genetic research. It's yeah, like, yeah, something like that. Yep. And the fact and, and, and here's the thing: he's undercover to Blofeld, who yep. he met last movie. Yes. And I'm like, are they actually trying to say that not only is this the same Bond, but he still looks different? It isn't supposed yeah. to be the exact same guy. He has fully time lorn regenerated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and he's using the same name, yeah. but he looks different. Okay, is that what's happened? I don't know, but any, but anyways, both of them like, yeah, of course you're Bond. Like I fucking know who you are. Yeah. He's like he didn't fool for him for a second. Yeah, which is interesting. But yeah, but then there's like this whole stuff, and then there's like a bunch of ladies there. And oh, um, he bangs like all <laughs> so many ladies does he bang. Um, this might have the most Bond girls. Yeah, because yeah. there's like. 12 of them, okay? <laughs> in one, like, complex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah, just yeah. has to run a chain through all of them in right. one night. Well, then, okay? well, there's a scene in the movie where they, he gets figured out, so he gets captured, and then he escapes. And that ski uh, chase, which is pretty fucking good. The ski chase is good. I Actually, agree. the escape that he does yeah. before that yeah. is also really it's good. It's pretty good. And then it has, like, special effects, and I'm like, these effects are fine. No, I like okay? it. Um, and then, <laughs> but then all of a sudden, he, then he goes to the town, and it's, it's the Swiss Alps, and... All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Tracy's there for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, just, there she is, skating around. Yeah. She's like, oh. talks her into helping him. What are you doing? And then, they, and and then, then there's then a car she's chase. she's the one who's driving. Yeah, and there's a car chase, and they end up going into, like, this uh, yep. car race, stock car there's race. There's a stock car race. You want to know where that stock car race is? Mm-hmm. In the middle of the fucking blizzard. Because <laughs> the fucking next scene is literally a blizzard. Yes. It's just, like, barely even yeah, ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... What that stock car chase was. Also, the opening credits says stock car sequence directed by some other guy. And there's a ski chase, too. I think that was directed yeah. by another guy yeah. as well. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. they just put that in there because they got that guy. Yeah. They had the weasel of time, and they also, for plot reasons, need a blizzard in the next <laughs> scene. Okay? And then there's the big finale where they you know, they, they infiltrate uh, Bullfelt's place and stuff. And then Tracy's there because he gets, she gets kidnapped. Yeah. And they got to get that, her. Yeah, in the... St- a different ski chase, yeah. okay? Yeah. Which is the second ski chase. Yep. There's like a full avalanche, yeah. which is fucking hardcore. That I that avalanche the effects is are pretty, fucking it was pretty ama- good. I mean, they obviously are using like some real avalanche stock footage. Yeah. But when they show the people, and I'm yeah. like, that looks fucking like they're dying. They, they're gonna die from an avalanche. They did a really good job <laughs> like, with holy that. Holy shit! And it looked great but, on the screen. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was cool. They assume Bond is dead and yeah. she's alive, yeah. so they just capture her. Yeah. And I'm like, why are they capturing her? The only reason to capture her is to do is to do something to punish Bond, but yep. they believe he's dead. Okay, so but he's not dead because he's James Bond. He's fucking a Time yep. Lord, so you can't fail kill him. Okay? okay, we are gonna talk about spoilers, obviously, every episode. <laughs> yeah. So, um, just in case you don't know, um, but they don't but, know that. So the, the end of the, so, that James Bond gets married. So figure it out they, what might happen in the only time where James Bond gets so married. So James Bond okay? does get married at the they, end of the they movie. They get divorced. Yeah, <laughs> by, by bullets. bullets. <laughs> 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 But, but well, there's a there's a fight scene at the end, which is kind of stupid when they're fighting on the bobsled. But yes, oh, forgot about the bobsled. That's oh my god. And and the weird thing about that is, I'm watching and I'm like, somebody could make this this cool like bobsled chase thing. Fucking amazing! It was pretty. But dumb. this movie makes it terrible. It was lame. Okay. It was pretty. They lame. were periodically cut to like well, Blofeld like controlling it, and I'm like, I don't know what he's fucking doing. No show his hands. Nobody knows what the fuck's happening. And then <laughs> he's fighting him, and all of a sudden the tree branch comes and like hits Blofeld uh, on yep. in the neck, and I'm like, he's not dead. Of course he's not dead. We know for a fact he doesn't die until Roger Moore kills him. Yeah. <laughs> but then what? Then it gets silly because. Um, okay, then they get married at the end of the movie, and you're like, "Oh, we have all the time in the world." And all of a sudden, a car pulls up, and 
Yeah, Holly Blofeld Savant. and his uh, woman, oh, that lady. Who, she was pretty cool, hench, actually. Hench I like, woman. I liked her. Yeah. I can't remember her name, yeah. but she was she was actually intimidating as yeah. fuck in this yeah. movie. And sadly, Bond doesn't just decide to use his magic dick and fuck her yeah. and turn her, make her switch yeah, sides because yeah, yeah. that happens to most of the women he fucks in Bond movies. Yeah, that's right. Okay? Well, anyway, so it comes by and you see, boom, they start shooting and he ducks. And he's like, oh my god, we got it, we got it. Blofeld, he sounds like Blofeld. still alive. And then he looks over, and she's dead. She's dead. But I'm telling you, when he sees it, yeah. and then he like holds her, then like a cop shows up, which is like, yeah. I feel like the cops should keep going. If people with guns do shot <laughs> stuff, but, but whatever. But, but then he's like, but he's like rocking her back and forth. Resting. She's just resting, she's fine. I'm like, holy oh, shit. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, Lazenby is fucking phenomenal the in this scene. And... Um, I can tell you by the, 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 the audience though, where they were just like, I don't think people were fucking expecting that. I so think, it was like, I think that's the problem. Why this movie gets a bad rap to some degree. Well, it flopped really hard. It flopped, and, it flopped yeah, hard yeah. because Bond not only gets married, yeah. but then the, his wife gets killed in right at the end of the movie. Yeah. A character that. I think you're supposed to give a shit about, but she was really random and weird. But yeah. I do care about I like her. Diana Rigg, she's yeah. a good actress and she's yeah. fine in the movie. But yeah, um, okay. So the good, I actually like George Lazenby in the movie. He's fine. Uh, yeah, he's not the best one, but he's fine. Um, I actually, he has I some think, good moments. He has good moments. He has good I think moments. he has some of his moments put him up there with any other Bond. Yeah, but I, so the, the I end... think the problem is the Bond moments. The moments where he's supposed to be this smug Bond guy. Actually, he's not particularly uh, great at it. One of my favorite parts was actually when he was being smug was when he gets picked up by the guy, um, when one of the guys, the guy in the car that they, he just had a fight with, and he's just like, he's like fucking with him. He's like, hey, how's it going? Good to see you. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no knife this time? And I'm like, that was funny to me. And he's yeah, like, I know. actually kind of like him. Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. part of it is, I think Lazenby in real life is a likable dude. My problem, and I, I think, think Connery in real life, not a particularly likable dude so sometimes. In, <laughs> in this movie, um, so when this came out, and up until the Daniel Craig movies, yeah. this was the longest Bond movie. Oh, really? This is two hours and twenty-two minutes. I it, thought they're all around that. All the, well, <laughs> no, before that, they were all about hour fifty-five to about two hours and five minutes. Oh, really? Oh, and wow. and this was the longest one up to that point. I do think it's a little long. I think. In the middle section, I think it drags. It drags. I, um, that whole scene, I honestly think that whole stock car thing, yeah. which is actually filmed well, yeah. it doesn't do anything. No, I liked it, though. But the stuff that I didn't I like, like it. was before I just that. don't think it's needed, there's, especially since it c- clashes with the very next well, scene. There's 40 <laughs> minutes. There's 40 minutes when they're on that thing when he's, like, banging all the girls and stuff, the genetic, yeah. and that he's trying to trick Telly Small. It's like, that could have been condensed, in my opinion. They, I think that they, was a little... It could um, be more... Uh, just an infiltration now, thing. The other thing that, that. that's... Disapp- but, he, but Bond has to bang all the of attractive course. ladies. The one, that's the, other, the rules. The other thing okay. that, disappoint, that disappointed me in this movie was... I'm a big Telly Savalas fan. I didn't like him that much in the movie. Nah, he really isn't. He's not awful, but he doesn't add anything. I like, think there's no menace to him as Bond, and he he's not being Blofeld. He's being Telly Savalas. So here's so okay. Let's talk about the Time Lord thing. Okay. 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 James Bond. No. The, the a thing that I find amusing is yeah. James Bond, a Time Lord. That's how he can be the same person, but look different, have different personality. Yeah. Okay. Blofeld. Is the fucking master. Yeah. He's just a different person. His personality literally changes. The movie after this, he's literally yeah. a jokester yeah. who wears women's clothing. Yeah. Okay. And shit yeah. like that. It's weird. Okay. So, and also being the fact that the, the movie previously, You Only Live Twice, was played by Donald Pleasance. 
he's so fucking good in there. Oh yeah, and but and, he's like a, a weirdly like Doctor Evil thing well, in that. He's Doctor Evil. made he took. Yeah, I know, I know. But, but I'm saying is he is more just like a pure evil, yeah. and this he's like I don't know, just a jerk business guy. It's kind of he's what he's kind he is. of a playboy. He's like, hey, come, baby, my big bald head. But then he has a full head of hair, yeah. and he's just different. And then, yeah. and the previous times you saw him before yeah. we even saw Pleasant, just his hand a cat, just a yeah. hand of a cat who was obviously a yeah. different guy. Yeah. And then when when Moore kills him, completely different guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. also in a wheelchair. Yeah, not doesn't really need a wheelchair yeah. in half the times he's in the movies. Okay, so, yeah. So I, <laughs> well, I guess he needs a wheelchair. After I do. This movie. I do like the ending. <laughs> um, the, the romance. Yeah, I didn't really feel too much about it, but his performance yeah. sells it. I think the music's really good. It has a couple good action scenes in the middle. The editing and some of those those other stuff is not very the, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't like this. I like this better than I did the la- the first two times I saw it. Um, I'm at a two and a half out of. Four I'm also minutes, going so, with a two and a half. So I'm glad I saw it in the theater. It made you know it was kind yeah. of enjoyable. Is here's the uh, thing. If it's if all right. Um, I, I think part of this also is this is a very widescreen movie. Oh my and god! And for the next thirty five years after this yeah. came out, you can only really watch it yeah. on a television. In shitty pan and yeah. scan, and everybody well, goes to shitty. And the, I'm like, well, I think it's shitty because this was directed you by, can't make this movie good no. in a pan and scan. This was directed by Peter Hunt. This was his first movie. He was a stunt man, I think, and second unit oh, director on the okay. other Bond movies. So. I think he, he doesn't he direct some later stuff too? Or No, this was his only Bond film he did. He ended up oh, okay. directing a Charles Bronson Lee Marvin movie called Death Hunt. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's all. That's I've oh, never got seen Bronson it. in this movie, t- in this episode too. We later. do have Bronson, so I'm just trying to see where his d- director. That's his filmography, directing, directing. He was an editor. Oh, until then, he directed a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, so he just shout at the devil. Another Lee Marvin movie, Gold with Roger Moore, which is interesting. Um, oh wow, that's in, that's that, that's mid. That's too. after Roger Moore has taken Assassination over. Assassination was his last movie with Charles Bronson. He did another Charles an '87 Bronson, Bronson film. Yeah, okay. it's okay. Um, I've seen wow, it. you've seen Assassination. Yeah. Weird. So, The Reavers. Here we go. Steve McQueen. Never seen this movie. Didn't know really anything about it. I didn't know anything about it anything either. About it either. So, it's uh, set in the yeah, Deep is. South. This is directed by Mark Rydell. Yeah, John Williams. Which, <laughs> it's, it's a good score. It's a good score. good score. And I will say this right off the bat. The direction. The movie looks fantastic. Yes. It is, yeah. is well, technically well directed. Yeah. yeah, I will say well, I, it confuses me that this was based on a Pulitzer Prize winning novel because <laughs> I'm like, this was this is supposed to be a cogent story. In some way? <laughs> so yeah, it's it, well, at one point I feel like it's supposed to be a coming of age story, kind of. Sort yeah, of, yeah. It, well, it is in the beginning as Burgess Meredith with like a voiceover yeah. where he's like. I'm uh, back in two back in 1910 yeah. when I was a little 10 year old boy. It was 1905, yeah. 19, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That car Turn does not look like a 1905. No, car no. Because it actually works. Okay. No. So yeah. So kind of. <laughs> 1905 well, cars suck. It, it, I, I think intentionally it seemed like it was supposed to be through the point of view of the kid, but it definitely shifts and goes into the point of view of Steve McQueen. It goes to Steve McQueen. Much of the so, yeah. so Steve McQueen is. So it's in the small town, obviously. It's in Mississippi, deep south. Steve McQueen plays Boone, and he's kind of like this, I don't know, doofus. Just a guy like, who lives in the town. Town, yeah, yeah. He, and, but he befriends the boy, and he's like, a, hey, come, come hang just, out with just me. Just a handsome blonde guy who yeah, lives yeah, yeah. there. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, but the, the, um, then the boy's grandfather is kind of like, he, he's a rich guy of the town. Is he governor? I don't remember. But he was 
Something to do. I think he just basically is the, the rich, rich guy. They're pretty much owns the just, town. Yeah, he's much. just rich. He's not anyways, the biggest town in the world. And they're like, hey, they're they're shipping this thing in on the train. And when they walk through that and see the production design of like the train, old train oh, yeah. and stuff is awesome. And then they they look at they they have this car. And what kind of car is it? It was this. It was just an awesome. Oh, there it is. A 1904 Winton Flyer is what yeah, it's called. It's a cool looking car. Yeah, it's bright yellow. It, yeah. looked, it looks great. And so, and but everyone's you know this is the first time anyone's ever seen an automobile, so the whole town's there checking it out, yep. right? And so Steve McQueen is like, "Wow, I want to take that car and stuff." So he's like, he's washing the car and stuff for the guy and stuff, and then his buddy, Rupert Cross, yeah, yeah, there he is, okay, Rupert yeah. Cross. So Ned, so Ned is, um, he's a black guy in the, in the small town, yeah. yeah. And he was nominated for this movie, so but he was the first African American to be nominated for supporting actor, supporting actor, not actor. You are incorrect, sir. For supporting actor? Oh, for supporting actor, because supporting actress was gone with the yes. land. Yes, no, this is the first time supporting oh, okay. actor. The first okay. time a man was okay. nominated for supporting actor, okay. a black man. Weird, because yeah. he's okay. <laughs> yeah, he's. It's weird. Yeah, I, he didn't blow me away. Or anything. No, he's not actress, terrible. He's, 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 he's a, equally as mad as most of this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Actually, the best supporting actor, that dude when they get stuck in the mud, that guy was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so they, like scammed him out of some yeah, money yeah, to pull yeah, him yeah, out yeah, and stuff. Yeah. That guy was awesome. What it was? Um, so what? What they do is they're like they're they want to steal the car and like just they want to go to Memphis, right? Was it Memphis? Um, no, that's the other side. That's movie. The, there, there's another movie <laughs> that takes place in a period of time, which is the 30s, and that they talk about Memphis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah in yeah, this, yeah. they're in Texas, I think, aren't they? Oh, well, they live in Mississippi. Oh, Miss, oh Mississippi. we got two Mississippi movies then, because yeah, yeah, they're yeah. also Mississippi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know it is Memphis. It is Memphis. Oh, so my God. It's, Me- it's Mississippi to Memphis, all these okay. movies. So they go to Memphis because he wants to see his love interest, which is uh, Corey, played by Sharon Farrell. I actually liked her in this movie. She is a prostitute in this in this uh, yes in the in the cat in a, house or in whatever. a brothel. Yep, it's and, her job. Yeah, it's her job. But he goes there and he, and he kind of he pretty much accepts it. I think yeah for most of the part. Matter yeah. of fact, I think he's afraid that if she isn't, she'll leave and that he'll never see her again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think is what his biggest fear is. Right. So they go down there and so they they go on this adventure and uh, Rupert comes with them or like he kind of sneaks in the car. Like a stowaway. Oh, stowaways. That's you. Rupert. St- yeah, Ned <laughs> stows away. And they're um, real bad at noticing a giant man-sized <laughs> lump in the back covered with a very tiny but he little the blanket. Kid, he's like, but he gets the kid to go with him. The kid is like, come on. And uh, Lucius is the kid's name. And he's like, come on, we got you got to come with us. Um, the, and they, and, it's, and at one point, it's like he's trying to get the kid laid. It sounds like that I he's like talking about it. I wasn't certain. It was this movie confused me a lot. <laughs> There's stuff that people do in this movie that make negative amounts of sense. There's some stuff that they people loop did this around movie that kind of being... pissed me off. Oh actually. yeah, there's also they hit women. <laughs> there's a there's a line in this where after Rupert McKean has hit here has hit the love interest. Yes, Rupert like tells a story about that's how she knows you're thinking about her, and yeah. I'm like. Fuck you! And he's just like, you <laughs> know what? A garbage human being. You know what? Sometimes that's okay. You can hit a woman. He's no. pretty much saying that. I'm like, oh, never okay. That is I don't, even, I don't even think it's okay to hit anybody. Yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Okay? But it's um, double okay not to hit your fucking love interest. Right, right, right. But yeah, so it's this coming of age story that there's like the goofy things that happen. There's like a, a, a horse race with Lucius in the, you oh, know, well, the lead. He, he, Lucius trades away the car yeah. for a horse. Or Ned does. And Ned then does. Ned does. he yeah. somehow has some bullshit deal that if he can then win a race with this shitty horse. <laughs> and I'm like, what? But the way they get the, Are the you... horse to win, the horse likes sardines, so they get the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Am I supposed to give a shit about the dumbest human beings I've ever seen in my entire life? 
That's the dumbest thing I've yeah, ever heard of. Yeah. Trade then, away another guy's right. car. But then, <laughs> but then, uh, but they end up going back. You know, and the, they go back to their normal lives at the end of the movie. Whatever. Yada yada yada. I didn't like this movie. I did not it, like it, this it's, movie. It's, I didn't like this movie at uh, all. Here's the thing. It got to that point where they have stolen the car, yeah. and they get stuck in the mud, and then they have to pay the guy, and he is like, he's up the prices yeah. and stuff like that. I thought that shit, I'm like, oh, good. If this movie is just a sequence of silly fun things yeah, after they yeah. stole the car, it could be great. Nope. It turns into vile disgusting. You know what? Okay? Like, who shows up? <laughs> Clifton James, who was the racist cop. Oh, God. He was in awesome. Let, Live and Let Die. Yeah. Remember Live and Let Die? He shows up. He's like, oh, hey, boy. Oh, yeah. Hey, boy. He shows yep. up, and he's the racist guy in this movie, too. Clifton James. I did not like Steve McQueen. Not as, not even his character. His performance. He's, that's, we we did Nevada Smith. That's strike two for McQueen. Two bad performances from McQueen. Well, the weird thing is, the guy who directed this. Mark Rydell. Yeah. 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 He also directed Bullet, right? No, he did not. Oh, somebody directed Bullet. Oh, no. one of the people we didn't hear. Oh, that's later. Peter I mean, Yates directed that's, uh, Bullet. That's yeah, Property yeah. is Condemned, nope, maybe? that's Mary. That's John and Mary. John and Mary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, Bullet's a lot better than John and Mary. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> we're, we aren't there yet, but obviously it's better than John and Mary because yeah, yeah. it's fucking Bullet. Yeah, I, uh, I, Steve McQueen is not good in this movie. He, again, kind of does the same thing in the... Because in Bullet and stuff, he's like this... In Great Escape, he's this badass Cincinnati kid. He just kind of has the stoic way of talking. And the getaway, when he sticks to that, he's good. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of range. And he's trying to put in a performance here, and he's just kind of acting goofy. He's and his trying voice to be changes, whimsical, and, and he's it's like, not. You can't do whimsy. It comes across really unnatural. It's not good. Wait, it's everybody, not everybody thinks of him as this kick-ass badass guy because that's all he can do. Yeah. Do not try to do whimsy. You can't pull it off. He can't okay? pull it off. It's not good. And I was, yeah, I thought he was terrible in yeah. the movie. I, I thought the kid was fine. I wish the kid was okay. I actually feel like the 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 movie would work better if the entire movie was through his point of view. But it kept on going through St- to Steve McQueen's yeah. point of view, and I didn't give a shit about him. And the way he treated his girlfriend, and at the end of the movie, because what, what she does she, to get him to get them, because they go in jail at one point to get him out of jail, she sleeps with um, the sheriff or whatever or someone. Yeah, but. To get him out of jail, and yeah. he gets out, and he finds that out, and then she's got the biggest fucking black oh, guy yeah. I've ever seen in a movie. And they end up together, and I'm like, no, oh, she, she ends up back with them, and that pissed, that infuriated that, it's me. It's so fucking so. And, 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 and the people who made this movie thought that that is exactly well, what should happen. I mean, it was probably maybe it was in the book, maybe it was in the novel. Well, here's so the whatever. thing: I'm going to assume the book is from the kid's point of view. Yeah. And certain aspects of the story yeah. are what the kid believed was happening. The stupid shit with the race and the horse yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can believe that if you write that, it's what a kid thinks is happening, but he's just fucking wrong. Yeah. Nope. In the movie, they have to make that the actual thing that happens and is so fucking stupid. It's oh, so I was mind-numbingly dumb. That pissed me off so much. Like, yeah, they I, end up together. That infuriated oh, me when, really, I, when I watched this movie. Yeah. I was, I was very mad. I think I wrote what on my notes. Oh god, I was just like. Yeah, I was not happy with that. It, I will say the the score's great. The film looks great. It's well the directed. Movie, it technically. does look good. Um, I don't think a lot. Most of the performances aren't that great. I, like I said, Sharon Farrell's fine. Steve McQueen's not good. Rupert Cross as Ned is. He's nominated. He's he's okay. It's, it's like, weird. It's weird that he's because nominated I watched him and I'm like, he's not being a stereotype. Yeah. They're not stereotyping him. He just isn't like yeah likable really because he's yeah. he does. 
terrible things. Yeah. He steals. He trades a car away. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I don't understand. This movie is just not very good. No, okay? no. It's like things people do things that don't make sense. It's not explained. Yeah. It's just kind of random. But it is. It is pretty. The kid is okay. Yeah. Burgess Meredith always makes a movie better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's in the narrator. And, and what it, I don't know what it is about the late 60s, but why do... Why does Hollywood think that... Um, stories in the deep south are, are appealing because it's not to me. I don't. No, give they're a shit. not. I don't, I don't care. care. And this is oh, the, we got another one coming. This up, is so. the deep south in 1905. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So I, this is a one and a half for me. One I'm going with a one. Going with a one. Yeah. This I was like, like this by the end, I was good. like, was I can't. Good. I was so happy it was over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very. Yeah. I was really upset and disappointed with this movie. Next movie is Topaz. It's based on some novel of some sort. Yeah. I think so. Sure. So Topaz, Alfred Hitchcock. So I'm. You know, this is our third Hitchcock. Suspicion. Oh yeah, suspicion. For, to, for some reason, I forgot about suspicion. To catch a thief. And yeah, this is, I remember uh, to catch a thief. Topaz, You're right. Uh, this is third. Yeah, yeah. To so, catch I mean, a thief is awesome. He was mentioned. In Gazebo. <laughs> That's right. Topaz. So this was a movie, and, and it's one of those movies that, when you talk about his filmography, no one talks about this movie. I'm like, well, you know what? Maybe this is one of those hidden gems that we could watch. Maybe it'll be good. It's got, it's got, it's got moments. It has <laughs> moments of Hitchcock. Yes, it, has it does have its moments. What movie opens with like stock footage of Russia? It's like a spy. Yeah, it's well, a spy movie. You find out this takes place in 1962. The Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban yeah. Missile crisis. and that's kind it's of like the spy angle of what was happening. Right, that right. Time. Which it's, I have it, no idea how accurate any of it is. Which probably not at all. Kind of like surprising <laughs> that that Hitchcock decided like this was good material for him to do. I, I'm assuming he read the novel and liked it. Yeah, or yeah. Something. I feel yeah. Which it, he it's, made a better movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's and there's a reason why. I mean, it's okay. I'm gonna front. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. No, it's I, I've screamed but, at movies. I'm not gonna yell at no, this movie. no, no. But it's just I can see why it's one of those movies that's forgotten about. From yeah, part it is. It's, it's just um one of the. It's a movie that was that's been forgotten about. When the movie opens, though, yeah, that opening shot, not the stock footage stuff, but after the titles, when. Um, the family walks out of the out of the house, and it start it, the camera like pulls into the house, and the camera goes up, and then it's a bird's eye view of the people coming out of the house. It follows them, and it goes down the gate, and it goes and it does this like really long shot, yeah. and it was like holy shit, this is Hitchcock. That's Hitchcock. Here we go. That's a Hitchcock flex. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. That was absolutely. It's like <laughs> this is him going like whatever how old he was in his seventies or whatever. This I can like, make these fuckers do anything I want. I can still, I can still do it. <laughs> I got it. I'm going to sit in the chair while doing it, but I'm going right, to do it. Right, right. <laughs> so this is probably more convoluted than the Bond movie. <laughs> oh, this is very convoluted because I'm going to tell you there's there's some cool stuff that happens in this. Yeah. I don't know why it's happening, but boy, does it look good. <laughs> <laughs> What's it's interesting is there's a lot of characters in it. Um, the main character is this French agent named uh, Dubois Philippe, played by Frederick Stafford. I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't like him at all. Uh, I his performance. He's talk about one of the most blandest leading well, actors you could get. He's in the super movie. French. He's but, su- but it's super bland. There's but he's no super bland. There's he, no charisma. He like. He's he somewhat trying to be like French Bond because he does bang another hottie. You okay? need, <laughs> but goddamn, is he ever to do boring. this lead? I think this to pull this movie off. I think you would have to have a lead that was so likable. But any scenes with him, his dialogue reading is so flat, so dull, very cardboard. I think it's. I think it's so mostly stiff. because he is a French guy. 
It's just right. If you get like I don't buy a, that, a guy no. who just does a French accent, yeah. But for us, um, I would us rather English, see that for us honest. English speakers, we can find a performance in there. Yeah, he's a French guy who's speaking almost entirely English, and so English is his second language. Yeah. So I'm like, I under, I think maybe he just. You can get someone to like. I so wonder if a, he can act in French. Uh, is what I'm wondering. A, okay. I was not impressed with with his performance in the movie. Anyways, but yeah. So anyways, there, there's a guy that's going to uh, defect. And um, and then he tells everyone about like the the Cuban Missile Crisis and stuff. But then there's like this double agent stuff going on. I'm I'm paraphrasing uh, through the whole thing, I'm not doing scene by scene here. Yeah. But you find you out, can't do this movie no, no, scene no. by scene. You, you kind of you kind of figure out <laughs> because so they, I don't know what the fuck happened. Well, you find out that well, so there, you don't find this out to the second half of the movie. But there's Topaz is uh, another spy ring, like a double spies. Like and double agents. Yeah, they're, they're French. They're, they're Spectre. It's a French spy <laughs> ring, pretty much, that are are trying to help out, you know, with Cubans with the the yeah. the missile crisis. Um, so he's trying to find out. He ends up eventually trying to find out who it is. But then there's also some scenes in the beginning of the movie where there's this Cuban revolutionary guy, um, played by John Vernon. John Vernon was the he was Officer Mooney in Killer Clowns from Outer Space. He's also the he's he's <laughs> also a weird thing right he's, he's also in this, he's in killer he's clouds. also the mayor from a dirty harry he's yeah he's cool and he's so he's got a, your first reference was a really odd i love one. that movie <laughs> and then he's the the dean in animal house um yeah but he's but, amazing but he has a beard and so i i am a big yeah. john and vernon fan and he's actually pretty good in this movie yeah. He's pretty menacing, but he plays kind of like a Castro-type character. Yeah. Um, he and, is very menacing. Yeah. There are times Absolutely. in this where, because he, they like, there's this big, like, I don't know, sting or happening yeah. in a hotel. Yeah. And he's surrounded by people and uh, Roscoe, Roscoe Lee. Lee Brown with a French accent. Yeah, he's really fucking good. Dude, I wish he was the fucking lead. That's what I'm if telling he you. He was the fucking he's lead a, in this movie. He's a good actor who's just putting out a French accent. Dude, he's awesome. Just I, got a good English speaking. I oh. am having to do a French accent. So I, I didn't do a mistake when I was said the main character is Philip Duwa. That was actually Roscoe Lee Brown's character. It was Andre Devereaux is the is the yeah oh yeah 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 That's and his character. wife Nicole yeah. Devereaux. But but he gets him to try to steal some pictures. Of, like, some papers or whatever. Yes, so he has, like, his little camera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just the way Roscoe Lee Brown does it and gets in there. And that's a whole, like, 15-minute scene without the main star. Yeah, and like, it's good because it's, of it. It's a good scene. It's yeah. good. The main star is literally just outside, like, waiting for, waiting yeah, for yeah, the yeah. shit to happen. That scene I thought was terrific. Um, I thought that was really cool. You find out he goes to Cuba and John Vernon's mistress is... Also, the main star's mistress, I guess. So they're like, there's yeah. like this love triangle thing. Yep. But then his wife. She's like a double agent, I right. guess. And then his wife also uh, finds, kind of suspects that or whatever. And so she's banging, ends up the leader of Topaz. You find out later on. Sure, whatever. Sure. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it gets all over the place. There's a lot of this, which I suspect yeah. in the book was like more mapped out or something. Oh, I'm sure they did. this, I'm like, stiff, stuff I didn't know anybody for so that longer time. The theatrical cut was two hours and seven minutes. There is a two-hour, there's a 15-minute longer yeah. version, which probably cut out some scenes. Yeah, but which, I don't want to watch a longer version. No, really. I don't Well, really unless either. those scenes are like some of the two good scenes. Right. The other <laughs> Because scene, when she gets killed in Cuba, yeah. holy shit, is that fucking amazing. He shoots her, and then it's a bird's-eye view, and she falls down, and yeah. the dress that she's wearing is this 
like plum colored oh, dress. Oh, there's so much tension in that scene. It's so down. much tension. Yeah, I thought that was good. But then so, we go back to the guy nobody likes. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I, th- I feel like in a spy movie, you need to escalate stuff. The climax of this movie, it is so Boom. anticlimactic. Done. It is movie over. Movie over. They're Does really... he kill himself, I guess? So, is that what happens? So the reason for that. So at the end of the movie, what although happens actually is, some on. of the stuff right near the end was pretty good. So that the, guy with the limp, yeah, yeah. that shit was awesome. The at, at the end of the movie, what happens is the the he gets discovered who he is the, the topaz guy, and, and then he walks into his office and you hear a gunshot. So you they're like, oh, he yeah. killed himself. That was added in because there's a there is they filmed two different endings for this movie and neither of them tested well. So they said, ah, let's just have him kill himself. And then they just edited what, what the and other put a endings? gunshot. So one of the endings, let's see if I can go. Damn it! I forgot my one trivia. <laughs> for the last movie? No, oh, for Bond. Oh, okay. How old do you think he is in that movie? Oh, he's like in his—he's the youngest Bond. He's twenty-nine, but he looks like he's fifty-two. Yeah, yeah. He's the youngest <laughs> Bond ever to play Bond. Yeah, he's movie. crazy yeah, how yeah. old he looks. Though. Um, the original ending, there was a duel between Jacques and Andre in a French football stadium. And a duel? Like pistols? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was shot by a different person who Hitchcock had to return. So audience panned that ending during test screenings. But under pressure from the studio, Hitchcock shot a second ending that he liked better with Jacques escaping flight on a flight to the Soviet Union as Andre and Nicole board their adjacent Pan Am flight back to the States. However, this also confused audiences. Every, people also objected to the villain escaping unpunished. So, as a compromise, Hitchcock used existing footage to create a third ending in which Granville was exposed and expelled from a NATO meeting over a shot of the exterior of his apartment. You hear the gunshot commit suicide. Yeah, so, it's, but the movie's it, just over. It feels tacked on. It does. And, 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 and it now, was. now it makes more sense because the movie is on. just it was like. On, yeah. I guess the movie's over now. Yeah. There was all this buildup yep. with there's no ending. To really that disappointing because. Hitchcock is obviously a very influential filmmaker, and this is just the good parts of this are really good. Right. No, but goddamn, ninety or like eighty-five percent of this yeah. is so boring. There are, yeah, I, it, so boring. More than bad, it's just boring. It's just yeah. kind of boring. It's and dull. Boring. It's a dull thriller, and that's what a Hitchcock movie should not be. Yeah, and and obviously he's getting older. However. Um, three years later, he made another movie called Frenzy, and that movie's fucking amazing. It's it, it, he he comes back, and it was also his only R-rated film he ever made. Ooh, so it's, it's pretty awesome. But yeah, this one's just it's disappointing, and there is a reason. This is the this is why you're not hearing about it much. It's so it's it's two for me because yeah, I'm going. I, I'm also going to go with yeah, the two. It's two. It's it's it's. Fun. We haven't got to one. We haven't got to a disagreement yet. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> right. So for our first disagreement of the episode, John and Mary is the next movie. Okay. I, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe, oh, we'll, we'll see. All right. We'll see. I'm like, I'm we'll see. John and Mary is the next movie. This is Dustin Hoppin, Mira Farrow. I, no, Dustin Hoppin's one of my favorite actors of all time. I love Dustin Hoppin. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Um, Mira Farrow, I actually like quite a bit too. So I'm, Okay. I like That's one of our disagreements. I've, I've seen Mira like Farrow and stuff. I've never liked her in anything. Not even in... She seems... In Rosemary's in Baby? No, no. God, I fucking hate her in that. Oh, She's okay. n- All she does is say her lines. I just never feel emotion coming okay. from her. Well, John- Yay! A disagreement! Oh, boy. Somebody's going to like this movie! <laughs> <laughs> this is directed by Peter Yates, who directed Bullet before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is very different from Bullet. <laughs> it's very different from Bullet. Um, I will say uh, I like the photography's 235, another widescreen movie. It looks great. Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's actually I think this is actually shot well. Yeah. 
Yeah, very well. Well, it's it's kind of has a French New Wave feel I, to it. It's the worst acted thing in the world. I think it's just terribly written. I do not okay. understand or okay. like what the fuck is going okay. on in this movie. Okay, um, <laughs> it's I, a cool premise. To it's me, a very good premise. Yeah. So the premise of the film. Well, the, uh, so it starts off where the title sequence is over. You see, oh, Quincy Jones. This is uh, Quincy Jones did the soundtrack for. This yes, movie. he did. And he did the soundtrack also for Bob Carroll, Ted, and Alice. Yes, he did. Next movie, you, Dustin Hoffman and Mia Farrow are in bed. They're sleeping each, you know, they're they're sleeping in bed together, and you see the the opening titles, and you're like, okay, Mira Farrow wakes up first. She walks over to the the window and whatever. She's you can see Mira Farrow's butt and Dustin Hoffman's butt in the film. Um, okay. Yay, butts. Um, <laughs> but I, I like butt. You find out that you you discovered throughout the movie or the beginning of the movie. They're like, oh, so they met at a singles bar and they slept together. This is a one night stand. Yep, and the rest of the movie is them. Deciding if they want to continue maybe seeing it's like each other. You can hear inner monologues. Yep. It's their thoughts after a one night stand. Yeah. Which I'm like, this is a just this is a great idea. Yeah. Boy, do I hate this movie. Okay. <laughs> See, I, I like I so I like I like this. I movie. don't know what hate. I just like. No, I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was I, really interesting. Okay. Um, I like I liked seeing the characters and stuff. I the thing of this movie, and and I knew you weren't gonna like it, but um, the thing of this movie is that I don't necessarily think you're supposed to really even like the the two people. I, yeah, it I don't really, think you are. I don't think it even is that though. Okay. I, I think, think it's mostly like I them. didn't care anything about their thoughts after a while. I I'm thought like, it was interesting. Just yeah. Stop thinking the and same thing over and over. What well, was a short enough movie too? So it, you know, it's like it's, ninety it, minutes. So. It isn't that long, but boy, it, for, for me, it felt know, like it forever. Well, okay? it kind of. It definitely feels like. A Here's the thing: we literally. You have given the, almost the entire synopsis. Oh, that is the synopsis. I mean, um, they think there's a bunch of flashbacks to their previous relationships. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Yep. And, and stuff then, like that. And then how they met. And then they even have, like, flash-forwards of, like, what could have happened or what might happen. Yeah. That, which I thought was interesting, too. Like, when, he, you know, he goes to the party and, you know, and and, uh, and Mia he Farrell's gets there. Super, and, the, yeah. he, he's, like, argumentative. Yeah. Like, they're both really argumentative, like right now. Yeah. And I'm like, this. There's no way this lasts. Oh okay. no, 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 no! Like, <laughs> so at the end of the movie, uh, spoiler, they do go back to bed together, and they're like, okay, yeah. let's, let's give it a shot. It's not gonna work. It's, no, and, and I don't think the movie even thinks it's you're supposed to think. Yeah, that. no, I, I, I which makes so. perfect sense. Yeah, what what I just thought was what I really liked about the movie. I just really liked the thoughts and stuff, and I like. To me, it felt like they were trying to channel, or they were definitely informed or influenced by French New Wave cinema. Which always, uh, movies aren't really linear all the time, and they're talking to each other. While they're talking to each other, like, they'll have, like, flash-forwards, and then you'll see, you get to see how they met each other in the bar, which they're talking about a movie that that, that they saw, like, Amir Farrow and her friends, and he just jumps in, and he's like, hey, I, I agree with you with that movie. I don't think he saw that movie, he's just trying to, you know... I don't, I didn't know. It seemed really... that film... But yeah. but but that's interesting because I feel like that's what would happen. Like there would be that that's how you jump into a conversation. I have had a couple instances where I didn't know the person and I I had a one night stand and then you kind of like the next day kind of talk to him and said we maybe you know maybe a couple times and then it just kind of peters out. Yeah, and that's just life. And I that is life. I thought it was cool. That's why I thought this was a cool premise. The, the film is definitely 1969, so there's a lot of stuff that comes up. Like, she's seeing that one political guy, and then there's a lot, you know, some definite, like, political yeah. things. Yeah, boy, that guy show. was weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I didn't know who he was that when old, he first talked to him. I'm yeah. like, 
That guy, is yeah. he a fucking android? He looks weird. Yeah, yeah. He has weird looking. He acts weird. And I'm like, oh my God, that guy is goofball or he goofball. Yeah, and so <laughs> I thought Dustin Hoffman was good. It's not his best performance, but he's solid. I think he's really good in the, I think he's very good in the I movie. Think, he's great. Well, I, um, there's some weird stuff. There's a couple of points in yeah, this yeah. where Mia Farrow was wearing like a dress. And I'm like, did she get pregnant for some of some stuff? And they're like trying to cover up her oh, that's belly. A good question. I don't know. It, a couple of times, it looks like she's wearing a dress so that you can't see her belly, yeah, but you can know. kind of see it. But I also knew early on I could see her butt, and she was basically naked. So I'm like, she wasn't pregnant at that point. Or at least she wasn't <laughs> showing if she was pregnant. Right, right. But right. so I don't have any idea of the order. I mean, obviously this might have. This one had a lot of flashbacks, so there are other scenes and stuff. I would have assumed pretty much all of the scenes between the two of them yeah. were filmed together, but maybe they weren't, and yeah, they filmed know. stuff. Not... I don't think so. I don't yeah. know. It's funny. So I'm looking at Roger Ebert, this little blurb from Roger Ebert's review that he wrote when it came out. Sounds like something that you would think. John and Mary is supposed to be a contemporary movie, I guess, and yet it's curiously out of touch. Is that kind of how you felt a little bit? I mean, I guess mostly, I guess I was expecting... That when I would see their relationships, yeah. their, their like flashbacks of right. previous relationships, yeah. I would go like, I understand their character now. I never got to a point where I felt like I understood either of them, even though that's what this movie is supposed to be. Yeah, I don't know if I, I never... understood them either. It was, to me, it was just more like you're a fly on the wall and you're just watching these two characters. Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. I wouldn't say it was fascinating, I thought but it was, I was interesting. I think it's it a really cool idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think there is a really good movie in that yeah. idea. I just don't think this actually was it. No, I, Maybe I, I just found a lot of it to be very boring. Oh, no. And I, a I lot of it. just talking. Well, that's what it is. About and, and, the same thing. So there's a movie over that's, and over. There's a movie that does this better. And it was in made in 95. And they made three of them. But before uh, Sunrise with Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, directed by Richard Licklater. And it's phenomenal. It's just uh, they meet in Paris and they have and the, the movie is one conversation or, or just a conversation throughout the night. You see, that's cool. No, I that, I, that sounds that they, sounds like it could be done well. And that's kind of like what this is. But they do these flash forwards and stuff. I do like the scene when they're in the be, in the beginning when they're making breakfast and stuff and coffee. And I like the awkwardness of it because it felt very real. It's like the awkwardness okay, do you makes like sense. This? Do you like the coffee? Do you like this? But I think that might be my problem with Mia Farrow. She always feels like there's an awkwardness. I thought it fit for this all, movie. Though. Yeah. Right? But it never goes away. Yeah. Okay? But I really like the scene when he's talking to her. He's like, oh, I said blah, blah, blah. And then he says, and then you hear a voiceover that contradicts what he just said, which is, yeah. inter- which is interesting. I like that, that I mean, stuff. there was a lot of stuff yeah. in this that I wish I liked. It's okay. a lot of what okay. I would say. I wish I liked this movie. No, I, I just... think it's not fantastic. I thought it was a good, solid movie that I thought was interesting with... It's a little known film. I, I yeah, this I is a very little known. Film. I wouldn't call it a gem. I would call it a solid movie um, about characters, and I thought it was interesting. So I'm at a three on it. I liked it. I'm I, going. I, with, I thought it was well directed, I'm well just, made. I'm going with a two. Okay. I'm going with a two. Okay. You just couldn't. Get, you like the premise? But I like the premise for some reason. I just didn't you, think you weren't as interested. I think in them. problem. And a lot of my problem might just be I just don't particularly like Mia Farrow. Yeah, I thought she was fine in the movie. I yeah. liked her. Because right. I've seen Rosemary's Baby, and I was like. Boy, I bet you that movie's good if we had somebody I gave a shit about in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I think she gives her best performances 
ironically, in, in some Woody Allen movies that she's done. Well, so. I think she and Woody Allen make sense because yeah, they're yeah, both yeah. just like awkwardness incarnate, okay? <laughs> she does pretty good in that movie. I'm trying to see if there's anything else in John and Mary. Like, I didn't say a lot about it, but I like it, and I like the, I like the idea of these characters and stuff. And I think if you like weird little quirky movies about characters uh, getting to know each other, I think this one's not bad. I think it's good, so I liked it. There are definitely people that this is really targeted towards. I'm just apparently not them. No, probably not. <laughs> Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. This is our second Paul Mazursky film. What was the first Paul Mazursky film? 1984's Moscow and the Hudson. Wow, I like Moscow and the Hudson a lot. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to guess. Here's the thing. I guarantee while you were watching this movie, you knew exactly what my fucking review of this movie was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because this movie is fucking garbage. Well? Do you like this movie, Austin? Is this your favorite movie of the of the episode? Absolutely not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I okay. So Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. This is a very highly regarded it, uh, comedy. Sixty nine. It was nominated for. Um, I know Diane Cannon and Ellie Gould were nominated for supporting performances on this. And was it nominated for screenplay? Yep, story and screenplay. And it was nominated for Best Cinematography, which, that I don't understand. I don't understand that. I don't understand what? that at all. Is the cinematography the times when they would stare at the yeah. camera and I'd want to smash the fucking screen and seen... burn the entire fucking place down because I... they're fucking killing me? So I haven't seen a lot of Paul Mazursky <laughs> movies. What the fuck is up with that fucking... Oh. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of Paul Mazursky films. Um, Moscow on the Hudson I liked. Um, God, I like Moscow Bloom on the Hudson quite a Bloom bit. and Love, which you will... Not like that movie, but I really like that movie, Bloom and Love from 1973 with George uh, Segal. Bloom and Love? Bloom and Love. And B L U M. Bloom in Love. B L U M. I don't know why I'm asking. I've never watched this movie. Yeah, Bloom and Love. <laughs> you, would, uh, you would not like that movie. Uh, maybe, maybe, we'll, maybe you'll force me to watch it. We no. have too many, too many seasons of this podcast. We're, so, we're stuck watching only shit that I hate. No. So, <laughs> Natalie Wood, Robert Culp, Elliot Gould, Diane Cannon. The movie opens with. Natalie Wood. I've seen the poster for this. Yeah, the yeah, one yeah. where they're all in bed. Yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. that a million times. So Natalie Wood, Robert Culp are a couple, and they and it's funny because Natalie Wood, who looks like she's about twenty five, and Robert Culp looks like he's fifty two. He was thirty nine in this movie. She was probably like kept creeping up on thirty. She was. She was twenty nine, I think. There she's in the next apart. movie. She looks super young in the next movie too. But, well, but that was three years young. earlier. Yeah, but she three. isn't. She looks no. like a fucking teenager in that. But she's not Robert a teenager. Robert Culp. <laughs> How does he look like he's he's 39? I'm, I'm 47. He looks like he's 20 years older. He than hates sunscreen, movie. okay? I don't know what's going on. Because every time they showed him and he was wearing like that turtleneck and sunglasses, oh, God. Like, he looks like an the, old man trying to be the, him. The outfits in this are yeah. so 1969. It'll, actually, they look more like 1974 to everyone me. It's else, really weird. Everyone else looks fine in it. Robert Culp looks like he's yeah. trying to fit in is what he's it, doing. It does. It does. Yeah, it, does. it looks like, you're right. It, it looks like he is uh he's trying to catch some drug dealers and he's an undercover cop he looks like a fucking narc he looks like a narc now this movie opens with so this was supposed to be a, it was a big the reason why i think it was so popular in the time because this was 1969 the hippie movement the sexual revolution and that's what this movie is kind which, of which like baffles this thing. me yeah, yeah, yeah. because I believed while watching this, these people think they were being sex positive. This is the most sex negative thing I've ever fucking seen in my <laughs> yeah, entire life. Yeah, I think so. This I think is the most toxic towards sex I, I've ever fucking seen in a movie. I feel like, yeah, I actually, <laughs> I don't know if what they were trying to go for, but I feel like that Fuck, it it's went. so toxic. I, I think it contradicts a lot of the stuff yeah, that they were trying to go for. Yeah, every character in this film. is so manipulatively dickish. 
dish yeah. to their spouse. Now, in which which wouldn't necessarily bother me if this was supposed to be a dark character study on on human behavior. It's which, supposed to be a whimsical comedy. It is. Oh, and it says, and we're looking at the the newspaper. Let's see. Let me look in the newspaper here. We're gonna look in the newspaper at the ad for Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice here. As funny and charming, and above all, as human as any comedy that has been made in the United States in this decade. These people are fucking robot people who have never seen humans. The liveliest American comedy this year. This is, okay, here's here's my gist of a review. Yeah. This movie is, if you had an 11-year-old who tried to write a story about what it's like to be in a sexual relationship as an adult. Nobody in this movie makes a fucking lick of sense. Well, okay. Here's two. Here's two more. Here, um, the funniest and freshest film of the year, and here's this one: a blockbuster of a film, both knee-slappingly funny and heart-tuggingly sensitive. When the fuck did these people laugh during this movie? That was Rex Reed, by the way. When the fuck were they laughing? I, I laughed zero times in this one. I don't. I actually did laugh one time. It's late in the movie when Robert Culp is just sitting there and the other three are talking about, I don't think they're starting to talk about the orgy. Yeah. And then they talk to him and say something. He goes, all right. He like sighs because he's finally asked to fucking be in this thing. And I'm like, I only laugh because I'm like, that's the only fucking response that makes any fucking sense when these insane people are talking about the stupidest shit you ever fucking heard of. So we haven't even gotten to the premise yet, but here we go. The movie opens with Natalie Wood and Robert Culp. Robert Culp is like a documentary filmmaker. And they go to like this... With a whistle. With a whistle. What the fuck was that whistle? No. <laughs> so they go to this like camp, right? And they go to this like re- re- retreat. And it's one of those things where it's just like you're you're embracing complete openness and honesty. And it's just like... And and they, they're trying to get people to cry. And like, it's okay. And, da, da, da. and while I'm watching this... I couldn't decide. I didn't know. Is Paul Mazursky, are the writers, par- are, are, is this a satire on that lifestyle? Or is this trying to be for the lifestyle? Thank- because that wasn't clear to me. I wasn't sure. So I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing oh, at this? Thank- are Austin, they, are Austin, we intended? Yeah. thank you for hating this movie. Yeah, I, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> thank you. I oh, I was so afraid. I'm like, oh my God, please, Austin, don't like this movie because of some artsy, fartsy you know film You know bullshit. what's funny? You know what's funny? I knew you were going to think I was going to like this. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm going to surprise him. No, no, I, no God I, damn, I don't understand. I, was, the, the, no, I, don't, I, I do not understand the appeal of this movie no, I don't at all. in any but way. This, I'm trying to think of the time it came out in 69. I'm like, I'm trying to think of the appeal back then. It's a maybe for maybe. it's for twelve year olds who don't yeah. know what sex is. That's all yeah. I come up with. But so they don't know what a relationship would be like. So anyways, okay. okay. So Natalie and Robert Culp. So they come back from this retreat and they're trying to be, they're trying to embrace this kind of new philosophy of being more openness. Well, they have conservative friends played by uh, another couple. So it's Diane Cannon and Elliot Gould. They're telling us about this philosophy, and Elliot Gould thinks it's a bunch of poor shit. Like, he's, like, making fun of it and stuff. I, I'm i a big Elliot Gould fan. I like him, and he's not particularly bad in the film as his performances. Except fine. for his... He, it, it comes to a point where it's just, like, uh, no, no, nothing he starts doing also makes no fucking sense. Yeah, right. But I mean, the only one that makes sense is when he's on the plane, and he has, like, a fantasy about the... about having an affair with this woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he has an affair with that fucking super hottie, and I'm like... No. Okay. <laughs> I know people considered Elliot Gould to be a sex symbol, but no. Yeah. He's a weird looking monkey person. Okay. With super hairy shoulders. <laughs> <It's> bizarre. <laughs> yeah. I do not understand. Um, 
but he, they're trying to you know get them to do this, and then the, you find out there's there's scenes with you know of I don't know if it's trying to have like this statement on relationships and on how people talk to each other or whatever. I don't know. But anyways, Natalie Wood and Robert Culp. There's a scene in the movie where Robert Culp says, "I had an affair with, with someone," you yep. know, and he, she's like, "You know what? I'm." I want to learn more about that. And he does he get mad that she's not upset? He's I guess he is. And then she ends up going. Oh, well, see, so, they have an argument about the word affair. Yeah, because yeah. it was just a one-time thing. It's not yeah, affair. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just cheating. That's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly. the same thing. But then she's. <laughs> but now she's like, it's okay. And then she they they tell this to their friends, and yeah. they're like, oh, you guys are fucking nuts. And Diane Cannon actually is like, she has a pretty proper reaction where she's. The more she thinks about it, the more it fucking upsets her. Yeah. That she's really upset that, that they are okay mostly, with this. I think, here's the thing. What I wanted them to do was be like, realize that obviously both Bob and Carol yeah. are just trying to manipulate each other. Yeah. That's only reason yeah. Carol can say that shit yeah. is she's trying to trap him in some way. And he is like confused yeah and i'm like she's trying to trap you in this movie she's not trying to trap him she's open in yeah. some weird way and i'm like yeah. no in real life that woman is trying to trap you yeah. okay so, <laughs> that's all that's happening yep well there's a scene <laughs> in the movie later on where he comes home she she is having an affair sleeping yeah with someone, and and i the, believe that was supposed to be funny when and he, it was the fucking stupid shit his reaction seen. i was so pissed at his reaction but then he comes around and says you know what i'm gonna go upstairs and yeah this part was supposed to be funny where he comes in and he introduces himself to the guy yeah. the guy's all awkward i didn't find that funny i um, was confused no and then I did not understand what then, was supposed to be funny well, about it any all comes at the end of the movie where they go to las vegas and then they're they're like okay we're gonna we should have an orgy and and uh, yeah just all cumul- you know after elliot gould confesses his affair yes. in miami yes that he somehow had yes okay yep what so they they're gonna have an affair and they start making out with each other right after that they they start making out and then they stop slowly and then they just sit there in bed all awkward like which is the poster yep the poster is the end of the fucking movie and then <laughs> they get up they go outside to where they the village outside, people are and then the all village these... people are out there so there's a guy with a fucking headdress on so there's another guy who's a fucking sailor there's a fucking cowboy what the fuck is this so okay? They go outside, and eventually, originally in the movie, it was supposed to be a different ending. The original ending involved the four characters crying in each other's arms after the aborted orgy. And they completely pull themselves together on their way to the Tony Bennett show, and that's the end of the movie. I want to see a movie so, where on. they all kill each other. So foreign, fo- foreign films were all the rage, in, and, uh, and avant-garde films were all the rage okay. in the late 60s. I think what they were trying to do, they were trying to... This is something that you would see in one of these avant-garde foreign films, the ending of this movie. It absolutely does not work for this type of movie. No. And it was... It comes across as really fucking pretentious. It's so... This movie is the most pretentious thing I've ever fucking but watched. But when, when they walk out at the end of the movie, and there's all these people, and... So in the beginning of the movie, I didn't go into this, in the beginning of the movie, for one of the exercises, they all look at each other's face and just look at each other. And give each other real faces, and maybe even touch their faces. But they right. So that's that's the kind of this exercise that they did at the end of the movie after the aborted orgy. They go downstairs. They there's all these people at the in the front hotel. They start looking at each other, and they're touching each other's faces. And the song "What the World Needs Now" yeah. is love, sweet, and that's the fucking end of the movie. I the, okay. It was so pretentious. There are there are so about ten points in this movie. Where the character stares straight at the camera. Yeah. 
And most of the time, it's because it's trying to emulate that you're the other character they're looking at. But then there's the one time during the orgy where he, where Robert Culp looks right at the camera yeah. in the middle of the orgy. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Every time that they would look at the camera, yeah. Yeah. it fucking infuriated me. You know, and there was, she went to a psychologist. Yeah. Right? Yes. Oh, Diane Cannon did. Yeah. And, and he stared, he would yeah. stare at the camera and do that nodding thing. And I'm like, we supposed to be at this point realizing he's think, terrible at his job because he looks like he doesn't give a shit. That was I think it's just that he's bad at acting. Need, okay, I need trip. Well, because he wasn't an actor. That was uh, Paul Marzuski's real therapist. God damn, he's so fucking un. He's so creepy. Yeah, I was yeah, yeah, I was yeah, watching yeah. and I'm like, is he trying to fuck me? Is that true? Stop stop looking at me like that, is you psycho. Re- is he related to Truman Capote? Like, God, he does kind of look like Truman right, Capote. Right. But Truman Capote would have done it and I would have loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if Truman Capote's looking at me, I would have fucking loved it. I would have loved it. I would, I would love to see this movie with Truman Capote playing all four of the characters. Oh, and the, and the, and the psychologist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and all the people they have affairs with. Okay? Yeah, this, it's all Truman Capote. I will say this. I actually... Now, I didn't... I'm not saying the characters or anything. I actually really like Natalie Wood. I like Natalie Wood in the movie. I liked her character. I mean, not her character. I liked her performance. Like, when she was... The way she was talking and acting and the way she oh, would blow up at Robert Culp. I did not like Robert Culp in this film. I didn't. Um, I, I'm going to actively say I don't think I liked any of them. No, I liked, And I, I, I wanted like to I like Natalie Wood. Wood. I, I like wanted Natalie to like her a lot. I, just, I like her performance. I don't like her character. I, didn't like I didn't, I, nothing, her, nothing she did made sense, and she couldn't sell it to make sense. No. Because I've seen other movies yes. where at the end you're like, well, none of that made sense. This felt, but that guy made it feel like it made sense. But all of this felt forced <laughs> and felt contrived. Compared to this, John and Mary is uh, John and Mary is just more natural. John and Mary characters. is a hundred times better movie. Yeah, but John John and Mary just has the, the, it's more interesting with the characters and stuff like that. It feels a little more real. This is trying to be pretentious. I don't think John and Mary necessarily was trying to be this pretentious. This movie was but made by the most now, pretentious people I've now ever there met, is, I've ever imagined. There is a movie that came out uh, two years later that I think is really good. It's not necessarily a comedy, but I don't think this is either. But it's it's so I said this movie would work better as a dark character study on how rotten people are. There's a movie that came out that Mike Nichols did in 1971 called Carnal Knowledge, and it's with Candace Bergen, Art Garfunkel, oh. um, Anne Margaret, and Jack Art Nicholson. Art Garfunkel. Yeah. What? Yeah. That name does not make sense. Yeah. And Jack and Jack Nicholson, and it's okay. fucking awesome. It's so okay. good, and it's dark. It's like, I can believe and it. Pe- and every b- person in that movie is a piece of shit. Because that's but the whole is, thing is, but it in is this good. movie, everybody's a piece of shit, but you're supposed to not think well, they're pieces of shit. And that's the thing. I don't know. Like They say it's a comedy, so I'm like, is this supposed to be a satire on this lifestyle? But it didn't work for me. I don't know it's, what they were I honestly, to do. I think it's just, maybe it is, but they just did it so badly I that I don't understand. I, it's, I, I, am, I am flabbergasted. That because sometimes even when I don't like a movie, I'm like I can see where it has its following. I don't understand I don't, the following. I don't get it. I don't get it. I mean, it's not. And good. I don't know if it's, it's just our good. modern eyes. Maybe, maybe, maybe in 1969 this was so cool and revolutionary. Groovy, and, but yeah, no, I don't understand. And it's not particularly well directed either. It's just no, yeah, no. It, I don't understand. Here's the thing: I literally cannot come up with a single thing in this movie that gives it redeeming value. So you know what my review zero, is. Zero. It's zero. a fucking zero. It's one. I cannot come up with any reason to anybody should see this movie. Yeah. It's one star. Other than learn out how to not make movies. Yeah. 
I was really upset with this movie. I was very disappointed. Oh my god! Um, it's one star. It's one. Oh, it's, it's so it's, I hated it. That's I about as low as you ever go. Yeah. It yeah. literally would have to. I it would have to come to you, come to you, and movie. punch you in the stomach <laughs> to go lower than, and you would still give it a half star. Probably. <laughs> I, but yeah, I, hate, I hated it. I hated oh, the movie. Oh, very good. this is the thing that I have been so nervous about. That I was gonna like. like god it. damn it! I hope Austin doesn't like this fucking garbage movie. <laughs> I did not like it. So. All right. So really, John and Mary is the only disagreement. It's only a one-star difference. What did I give it? Two? Two, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, only one-star. That's not that bad. bad of a difference. We've had much bigger swings and differences. That's true. Um, this property is condemned. I'm sorry. The last we still movie. have one movie. Oh, shit. Here we go. <laughs> this property is condemned. Yes. So this is based off Tennessee Williams' one-act play, I guess, right? Yeah, it's, I think it's called the same thing. I think it's play. also wow. called This Property is Condemned. And this takes place in the Depression, Dotson, Mississippi. Um, so it's a framed story. So it's like a book ended with, um, you see like this teenage girl and she talks about... It's Scout. She played, she was the girl who played Scout in, in, in Mockingbird. Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. <laughs> she was nominated. I haven't seen that movie. Well, that's fine. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> I saying... I don't know what it is, though. I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows. I don't know if I've seen it. I'm, I think I saw it in school. But no, I, I just Batten, know that Mary she Batten was Batten. nominated. Yeah, yeah. And she was the youngest at the time nominated. Yeah. So Mary Batten, Willie Star, yeah. So she plays, um, she's in a small town and she's like, oh, I live in this place. This property's condemned. Da, da, da. She's talking to this boy. She's wearing um, the gown of her dress of her sister. She, you don't really know what happened to her sister. And then there's like a, the whole rest of the movie is kind of like a flashback of what happened. So you find out during the um, Depression era, there's like this. It's really weird. I was trying to figure out like what the fuck's happening in this okay. crazy small town. It's a small town. The only job there is like this factory yeah. job. Yep. Really. Oh right, and there's a boarding house, and the boarding yeah. house is the mom. Um, God, what's her Hazel, played by Kate Reed, who I actually thought was pretty good in the movie. She's really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought she was great in this. Movie. Yeah, I thought she was really good. Uh, or Kate Reed plays her, and this is like early role for her too. I looked her up. Yeah. This is, yeah. So Hazel is so she's she kind of entertains all these all the people at work and stuff, and then she has people come in. But the star of the town is Natalie Wood as Elva. Elva. You want to know why? Because she's the fucking hottest thing in the goddamn world. <laughs> she looks Holy in this shit, movie. Yeah. does she look good in this yeah. movie? Yeah. Like baffling, distractingly attractive. Yeah. Every time she's on screen. There's only one other person in this movie anywhere near her level of attractiveness. <laughs> it happens to be Robert fucking Redford, who is so mind-numbingly hot in this movie, He is too. pretty hot in God this movie. God damn, is he attractive, actually too. Actually, looks pretty good in the Which, movie. Which, yeah, yeah. when they're together, I'm like, well, yeah, that fucking makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Natalie, so she's going around, and she and she, uh, Robert Blake's in the film. Robert Blake, Robert Blake is in it? Yeah. Apparently, so, Dabney Coleman, according no, to this, scenes were deleted. I know, but I'm like, I like Dabney Coleman. I want to see him in the Yeah, movies. I like Dabney Coleman. <laughs> Um, you kind of see like her with like Robert Blake and I'm like, oh, they're together. But then she starts kissing all these other guys around and, and then Charles Bronson, who's super skeevy in this movie. Pretty good though. He's good. He's good. He is. He, yeah. the moment you see him, you're like, oh, that guy's not a good person because Charles Bronson can act like a not good person. Yeah, real good. Great. When he's acting in Death Wish and the other movies, pretty much the same. Yeah. <laughs> like, because I'm pretty not sure. Bad, not just, bad. Just, hey, 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 Chuck, just be you. Okay, I'll terrify the world. Actually, 
<laughs> I just like Charles Bronson. Well, yeah, I'm a fan. Because I'm as a long fan. as you like can, as stuff. long as he's his role is right. I like he can't stuff. be a fucking love interest in some rom com. At least it's not at least he's work. not doing a whimsical character in a in a William Faulkner movie. At least he never <laughs> stares at the camera for yeah, three yeah, and a yeah, half yeah, minutes, yeah. making me want to die. So Charles Bronson <laughs> will, seems like to like be with Hazel. But then he's like always hitting on her daughter. Well, yeah, oh, yeah. he's a creepster. The, the, everybody hits on her. And oh, I'm like, absolutely. I, I, haven't you guys all been around as she was growing up? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think don't. Okay. <laughs> so acknowledge that she's attractive. Right. Yeah. Don't touch her. Okay. But you ever seen? But and you get the impression that she slept with some of these people. Oh, I think like, she yeah, has yeah. done plenty of the sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, her sister Esther at one point. She doesn't yeah. make it clear, but I'm like, yeah, I, I know. Oh, the yeah, well, she's just, well, she's just like, oh, how many times have you done it? I'm like, don't ask me that, you know. No, it's like, no, no, no. I'm like, yeah, we know the answer. Relax. <laughs> okay. Well, Robert Redford comes into town, and, and at first you don't know why he's there. He's like the mysterious stranger. Yeah. He comes to town, and of course, you know, you know, hot blonde walks in, and she's like, who's this fucking guy? You know, like yeah. uh, he's super hot, and yeah, the rest of you guys are creeps, though. Right. That guy and, is both age appropriate and fucking balls hot. Yeah. <laughs> So she goes into his room and is, like, trying to, like, sleep. And then he's just like, you know just what? Just flirting with him, yeah. And, yeah, and she's just like, you know what? Are you going to flirt with me or just, why don't we just yeah. sleep together? Yeah, well, he, at one point he insinuates that she's a prostitute. And he's yeah. like, if you come with the room, let's go. If not, just get out of here. Out of here. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what, 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 She was so pissed. Well, she's, I don't think she's used to, like, you know, people telling her yeah. what you to want to know why? Because Robert Redford can still get you, okay? <laughs> He knows. I can be kind of a dick. You'll yeah, still yeah, show yeah. up, baby. Well, you find out later that... <laughs> I'm going to bond to the shit out of you. The reason why <laughs> that he's there is that he's a hatchet man. He's there. Yeah. He is there to cut people off from... He's the, mostly there to... He's not to, a, to figure out how many people have to be yeah, fired. But he's not necessarily a bad person. He's looking like, okay, um, just give me the people that are married. Yeah, I tell keep me the people on. who have who are married and have children yep. and stuff like that. And then, uh, Which, guess know, what? Robert, Bronson, Robert Blake doesn't. And Charles Bronson ain't got no kids and ain't married. Yeah. Okay? So, of course, immediately the town doesn't like him. Yeah. And Natalie Wood's just like, what are you doing? They're like, how are you doing this and stuff? And then the scene, that scene when she comes in, they go like skinny dipping and stuff. And then she comes back. Yeah. And, well, only oh, that, Charles Bronson in that scene is like, oh, oh skeevy on her. And God that, damn like, it. That was crazy. Bronson is really good in this movie. <laughs> he's creepy he's, as shit. Yeah, re- by the way, I almost really like this movie. Almost. I like I like I like the idea. I wasn't bored by this movie, and I found it interesting. Oh, I was I'm pulled a... in by this movie okay. and was super liking it. Okay, you haven't got to the end of the movie yet, oh my where God. it ends <laughs> mid scene, and then her sister just tells us what happens in the rest of the movie. I'm like, <laughs> did you forget the film? Twenty more minutes of movie? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck happened? Well, I didn't really like the scene where Robert Redford, like, right the scene before they kiss, he, like, gets on there and he, like, says some really hurtful things. And then I don't she's think like, he's a good guy. He no. His job is fighting yeah. people. And then he's she's, just hot. And then, okay? and, then, and then she's like, I mean, he pretty much, like, almost forces himself on her, but then she's like, well, you're hot. So then she kisses Yeah. Him. So they sleep together. They're, like, mid-argument when yeah. that happens. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they sleep together and stuff, but then like, people are like, Charles Bronson, like, kick, beats the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. And I'm he, a, I was actually surprised that he lived through that scene. Because yeah, yeah, I thought he they were just going to kill him. Yeah. Robert Redford, uh, yeah. Got, I mean, one somebody comes out, is that a cop? Yeah. That stops him? Yeah, I think so. I think it was a cop. Yep. Natalie Wood has this dream of leaving town and all this stuff, but then Robert yeah. Redford's like, oh, like, are you really going to leave? Are you really not? 
what happens is uh, Natalie Wood gets... Well, there's like this rich guy from Memphis. Yes, that... that and he wants to take her on dates and make her and, into a maid And her mom is trying to like woman. get her up. Like, you yeah. know what? You just... Sometimes you gotta sleep with old guys to fucking get money. Let's go. Yeah. Because we need this money. Especially now that this town's basically gonna die. Yes. Okay? We need to move to Memphis <laughs> with this guy and whatever. Yeah. And then she is upset about this. She gets drunk and she looks at Charles Bronson right in front of her mom like, you want me, don't you, J.J.? And he's like, yep. And she's like, will you marry me? He's like, I'll marry you. Oh, and her mom's like, what the fuck's happening? I yeah. thought you were banging me. And then... Yep. And they then get married. They get married. And, she, and, she, and, then and they she, have sex. And then she rolls him, as they call it. And I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Because she took... she He was asleep. She took all of his money. And she just fucking bolted. And Straight to New Orleans where Robert Redford lives. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so then they go and they're like, oh, everything's going to be fine. But then her mom shows up, finds her, and pretty much... Tells, oh yeah, tells them uh, you know what happened. She's like, oh yeah, you're, she's married to JJ, and Rob Ruffin's like, what? And then Natalie Wood screams, runs out, and then boom, it cuts, and now the sister is like, yeah, um, so yeah, she died of uh, lung yeah. contamination, and uh, yeah. Yeah. What? And I'm like, like did Robert, what? what happened? Because I'm going to tell Redford? you, this movie was fucking great, and then they forgot to finish the movie, and I'm like, <laughs> fuck this movie. Yeah, I was really disappointed. Because so Francis Coppola co-wrote the screenplay. Yeah, I saw that in the credits. Yeah. Yeah. He was um, one of the names. Sidney Pollack directed this movie. I believe this was his second film. He was friends with Robert Redford because they acted together in a movie in 1962 called War Hunt. Oh. Um, very early film for Redford. It's well, I think it's a well-directed oh, movie. Sidney Pollock's a good director. He went on to direct Jeremiah Johnson, The Way We Were, Tootsie. Um, he's like, Coppola's still alive, right? Can we go ask him how this movie's supposed to end? What? Well, Coppola, tell us, can, you, can you tell Coppola's me alive. the rest of this movie, so, Francis? Right now, tell me the right. real ending instead oh, of... He He also he worked with Redford many more times. He directed Three Days of the oh, Congo, yeah, yeah. which is awesome. Out of Africa, he won Academy Award for Best Director. Well, yeah, he directed he a lot of fucking picture. movies. It's fucking Francis The Ford Firm. Coppola. No, this is oh, Sidney Pollock. Oh, that's Sidney Pollock, I'm sorry. This is Sidney Pollock, yeah. The, the oh firm. yeah, shit, yeah. Like he's a great director. He did amazing. Is Pollock still kicking? No, he died uh, a while I'm, ago. It could have been uh, that 2008. Long ago. Yeah, yeah. I think as far as his direction and stuff, I think he, he the technical stuff. It looks good. It's fine. Most performances are pretty good. I think Natalie Wood's great in the movie. I really yeah. liked it. Um, yeah, Redford is is Redford. I never. He doesn't. He's kind of like McQueen, where he doesn't have range. This he's is just, early. He's just this is before Butch's Sundance. Yes, three which years is why it was 66. in the this thing. Weird drive-in thing. Yeah. yeah, this isn't necessarily a drive-in movie either. Yeah, this is right. before he was a name. Yeah. No, it was. That's why Natalie Wood is the headliner She's in the name. The headliner. His name. I I don't even. I mean, on here it's second. I don't think I it's think, second uh, in the real movie. No, I have to assume. Well, Bronson wasn't a name either yet, though. No, he so was... he might have been second. <laughs> because nobody else is really a name. It's just literally, it's a Natalie Wood vehicle. Right. Actually, it might have been, what's her face? The sister. <laughs> it might have been Willie. Well, it might have been Mary. Actually, Kate Reed, too, for Hazel. Yeah. But she, but she, she was really good. Some stuff was getting me mad in the movie during the movie, too, where I'm just like, I, it was interesting, but I was also like not liking the characters, and I didn't really like some of Robert Redford's reactions. But then when the movie just ends, and you're like, what? And yeah. I want to know, did Robert Redford, he just said what, and she left? Did He did not chase her down? He did not try to resolve yeah. this? What happened? I want, at the very what least, I want to know what happened between him and her mother yeah. in that room. I want to know a million things. Yeah, did he punch her? Did he, say, did he just, like, verify yeah. and stuff? Did he say, 
why, what the fuck, blah, blah, blah. And then just try to find out why this happened. Yeah, because I was really It obviously happened because you left, okay? Yeah. I mean, like, he left because he was going to go buy her a ticket. Yeah. And then he found out something else. I can't remember what it was. Fuck, I can't remember. Remember? Because then he went back and yeah. gave her the ticket. While yep. she was showering, wearing, like, a necklace was weird. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I was really kind of flabbergasted by the ending where I'm like, you know, I don't mind, you know, weird endings, but... Um, are, the, this it, doesn't have an ending. It, 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 it's the ending missing is, a reel. It's missing the, a reel. The, yeah. The ending is literally, they we ended it by just having the her sister inform us of what the rest and of the movie is. And she dies of lung affection, and, yeah. her, and then her mom Which I'm away. like, is a thing like, that I happen, I assume happens in the factory? I'm like, she's not a factory worker. Yeah, it She's the make, only person who's never been in that fucking factory. It didn't make okay? any sense to me. I was just like, <laughs> to me, it was just like, ah, sure, that's what happened. Um... But I don't know what happened in the play. I'm not sure. Um, I'm you might like it a little more than I did. I think I, the play is a one act play, yeah. so I assume it's all there. Yeah. And I assume the the part where where the Redford character left yeah. is Just, the actual end of that play. Oh, okay. And Maybe. all the stuff yeah, in would, New Orleans happens after that. that would, Which that weirdly, would... if that had been the actual ending of the play of this movie, I would have been much more happier with it. Yeah, I mean, been... I would. I mean, you still don't know, but we just assume they don't end up together. Yeah, but then they there and they're in this super loving relationship, and he wants to marry her and stuff. Yeah, and then I... this big twist. There's no explanation for. No, it's I'm just a... a really bad ending. No, I think it is two, and I'm, I'm, I'm I don't know if I'm going to lower you, but I'm at a two. I'm going to a two. This is like two. good three, but this has audio weirdness too. Yeah. I think everything was dubbed later. Well, so, it was weird well, because sometimes it was the, when they would talk, the sister. it was mainly the sister, though. The, the yeah, but, sister. but I think it's mostly that she isn't experienced. But there were other people that when they were talking, mostly because every time anybody talked, the level was identical. It never sounded different when they're outside yeah. or in a small room. Well, it always sounded identical. Right. And, and yeah, right. And the sister was very obviously redubbed later. And, and a lot of it too was when it shot outside. Maybe they just couldn't get good, good audio yeah. outside. So which maybe, is, which is very common. Yeah. Um. In that, but yeah, there's a two. So I was disappointed uh, in this movie. So this movie, you did not give any movie a, a full no, recommendation. No, I'm gonna tell you, this is the strangest part about this episode. The movie I like the most, On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Yep, that's my <laughs> that's my second one. That's a really so confusing. We both to gave me. that two. Yeah. So the um, I gave it. I gave that no, two no, and no. a half. Right, right, right. No, it's probably gonna end this two. Um, mine's mine's John and Mary. That's my favorite yeah. movie. Um, but you know, On Her Majesty's Secret Service is probably I the was second just baffled. There, but yeah, yeah. And weirdly, like... the best male actor. I'm gonna give it to Lazenby for the couple of times where he's fucking great. Because I don't know if... I mean, Bronson's a supporting actor. I might give it to him yeah. for supporting. Redford's okay. Yeah. You know what? You might give it nope, to... Nope. Uh, I'm giving it... No. Oh, you're gonna God, give I it, like Hoffman, though. You're going to yeah. give it to Hoffman. I assume you're going to give it to Hoffman. I just am so astonished that the female is definitely... Yeah, I'm going to have to hop in. I'm, go, I'm giving a license. No, it's Natalie Wood. For, Natalie Wood for, for, for this property is going to And also, to seeing her back to back in these movies, even though I didn't like Bob and Carol Ted and Alice, I do like Natalie Wood in the movie. So I want to see some more movies. That was the thing. So, I, I didn't particularly like her the, in that, the but I was super. Is this that we have of her? Has she been in any of our movies? I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I'd like to see her, some more. The, her husband was in one of those westerns, the guy who allegedly 
was on the boat when she died. Harold, that's all. That's oh, what I'll say. Oh, Robert was, Wagner. Yeah, he was on the boat when yeah. she died. I've never okay. seen the movie because she died during the filming of Brainstorm, which I've never seen. Oh, really? Have oh, okay. That? I have not seen. We we'll have to go to eighty-three and see that. That's um, okay. Christopher Walken and Natalie Wood are in the movie. Oh, okay. Well, Walken was on that boat too. <laughs> <laughs> was he? He was right. He was on that boat yeah, that's too. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would say Natalie Portman. Uh, Natalie Portman. Natalie Wood. Um, supporting actor, yeah, Charles Bronson's really good. I don't Bronson. know. I'm, I'm, looking I'm looking at the other ones. Actually, let me see. What uh, in Topaz we do have the cat, the the oh the Roscoe. Cuban. I'm giving to Roscoe. Roscoe's Roscoe, good. Brought, I'm giving but it also, to him. I mean, the main bad guy, John Vernon. He was really good John in too. Great. John Drummond's good. I'm gonna give it to Roscoe because I really like Roscoe in that scene oh, and God. him doing that French accent. Supporting actress. Um. Who oh, the mom. fuck. Yeah, Mom, Kate it's gonna be it's gonna be Kate Reed. Kate Reed. She, she was, was good. really good. She was good. She was skeevy. I'm gonna good. give it to Kate. She Reed. was really good. Yeah, I'm. Yep. It Even was... though, and weirdly, you see her be first yep. in the movie, but that is a Natalie Wood movie. And what we okay. yeah absolutely what we haven't done yet in the past, I'd like to do. But um, best music for me was is the Bond. It was uh, Iron Man's Secret Service. It's the best music. I love the music in that movie. Even though John Williams' score for the Reavers is good. John Williams. It's weird because I, I, I know it was John Williams, and... but I don't remember anything from the Reavers sound- soundtrack. Oh, I can. So it is almost the, certainly is the, the Bond, Bond yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Because Bond has always had good music. Usually, even usually. ones that aren't as good. Yeah, it's still Bond. Yeah. they're just spitting off of the Bond music. It's it good is. shit. But <laughs> man, it's, but it, this is an interesting mm-hmm. twist on it. Like yeah, they they, they six they sixty nine the shit their, out of they, it. They got their they got their they got their synthesizer. Oh, it's cool, the movie. Oh, it's really cool. I, I like the music in it, but yeah. So that was our episode. Yeah, you're right. This is a, this is a weird episode. This is this a weird time. episode. I, I'm glad I, I did like something out of it, so... I'm um, just glad you hated Bob and Carol and Ben Alice. Yeah, I knew you. Oh, we get to, I, I get to be your friends. I get to be your friends. And I'm glad so. you didn't hate, hate John and Mary. I knew no, you were no, like I it. just didn't. Like I was worried like it. you were. Though. I just didn't like like it. Okay, I was, I was. I actually thought that maybe. Here's the thing. I was just too bored to give a shit. Okay, I actually thought that maybe this when... isn't Vice Squad. No. Vice Squad is terrible, but I had to pay attention, so I really had to. Hate I actually it. thought I had to take a lot of notes. I actually for that. thought what you were <laughs> going to do in. Uh, I thought you were going to. Uh, Hate John and Mary, and then after watching Bob Carroll, I was like, "Oh, actually, no, I don't hate." That <laughs> much. No way. <laughs> nope. 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 So nope. our next episode, where are we here? I gotta find my things. There we go. Our next episode, we will be going back in time to. Why can't I find it? That order is incorrect. It is incorrect. Oh yeah. So it is. Sorry, it is incorrect. But we're doing February tenth. 1934 is going to be cool. our next. Back to the 30s. There it, oh, there it is. Yeah. February 10th, 1934. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what we're going to get out of this one. So probably some that 33 hold That one is a full-blown random date. That is a full-blown random date. Except yeah. for you wanted like the 30s. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. We're trying to do all the decades. Yeah. So. But that's it. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be fun. Okay, good. Oh, yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks for listening, and also, um, please follow us on Instagram. Um, send your hate mail to Film Geek Time Machine. At yeah, G-Mail. like and subscribe. Like uh, and subscribe. That's, 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 a, oh, that's a different that's platform. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I'm Austin Kennedy. I'm Tim Kaiser. And we'll see you next time. I'm Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice. Come shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Shame.